Lauren Wilsite. Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday the 3rd of July 2016. I'm your host and it's my birthday today, <laughs> Dan Drain. And uh, joining me today is Zachary Burgess. Yes, I'm here. and I'm not as loud as Rob was, but now Rob is not loud. And here he is. And Robert Kemp. Welcome to episode 31, Dan. Thank you. If only. <laughs> Just imagine if this was only episode 31. We would still be funny. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's I so mean, funny. Uh, do our episodes last a year? <laughs> Is that what you were trying I, I to say? I guess an, epi- an episode of... Don't you mean RBM? like season 31? <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, season 31. 31. Yeah, of the 10. <laughs> you can take one of this podcast, you know, only another 50 years. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Can you add up, Zach? Like, like... Apparently not. Let me pick up this calculator that's on my desk and do some reasonable maths. <laughs> okay, here we what go. What season are we on again? I don't even remember. Well, maybe that's part of the challenge here. Uh, you, you, no. Wait, I, I can't remember what are we on now. I think we're on six. <laughs> I think, it's, I think it's, we're, we're still yeah, we're making the outtake for five, right? right. Yeah, we're, de- we're definitely six. Oh, no. Re- no, we're season seven. Ah. Uh. Oh yeah, I guess that would have started not that long ago, even. We've, we've been doing this six years. So yeah, basically, as you so it's going to take another twenty on the outtakes. <laughs> so it's going to take another twenty-five years to get to episode to to get to uh, season thirty-one of the Salacast. We'll get there. <laughs> gotta, have, gotta have targets. Gotta have goals. <laughs> Let's get to season thirty-one. Why is 31 the goal, though? <laughs> because that's how far I've got in my life. <laughs> I don't know. It's totally arbitrary. <laughs> we, should, we should always get the salad cast up to our, the length of our lives. That's <laughs> not really possible. It's not going to work, no, is no, it? But, but, but that means you always have a goal. <laughs> hey, Zach, what, in terms of mineral qualities, what the hell is biofringence? I don't know. You'd have to tell me how it's spelt for a start <laughs> well buyer like fire but with a b okay and then fringence <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. like the essence of a fringe no no, no ideas okay. so where did this come from uh, it's just like you know how we use minerals as our season it's seven intros data. it's just like yeah the random data on wolfram alpha is describing this this material's biofringence as 0.025. Mysterious. What was the material again this time? Lauren or or Lurin Wowsite. Lurin Wowsite? Yeah. (laughs) It's a real confusing one. (laughs) Lauren Wowsite. Biofringence. Here we go. The optical property of a material having a refractive index that depends on the polarization and propagation direction of light. That hasn't helped me. <laughs> what, so it looks different from different angles? No. I guess. Or maybe the refraction is different based on the polarization of the light that goes in. Hmm. Surely that can't be 
listed or measured for every mineral. Maybe it can. You just put something on it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> put, a, put a light on it. <laughs> put, put a thing on it and then thing it from many different directions. <laughs> if you like it, then you should have put a thing on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, or if you in science, it, that's it. Then. <laughs> you in science, you, you're obliged to thing everything. Thing all the things. Thing all the things. How else will we know? Yeah, I don't, so, know. I, I don't understand. I'm reading this thing and I've got no idea. No idea. Biofringence. It's a cool word. I thought you were saying bio. That it's bio. No, it's bio, 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 bio. Pretty cool. Bio. So, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? I bought a new PC. Exciting I bought times. a new PC. <laughs> because your PC pretty much literally broke. Yeah, it kind of did. <laughs> it's, it's sort of tearing itself apart now. <laughs> and conveniently, that is the system we are now recording this podcast on. So, fingers crossed, guys. Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't crash out. <laughs> So what's been happening uh, to yeah. it? Uh, I don't know. It's some sort of combination, I think, of Windows 10 trying to do background graphics driver updates combined mm. with the latest version of the NVIDIA drivers actually not working very well on my card. So the current solution is to roll back quite a long way into the past, and then it's all a bit more stable now. But yeah, that was quite the faff, because I even plugged in like old cards to, see, to, to try and, you know... Uh, narrow down is it the card that's at fault here or is it something to do with it and yeah so that was a almighty faff last weekend so i didn't get any video work done last, last weekend so that's why you went with uh, in had the uh fruits of civil cyberpunk poured over you oh i can't wait for that did anyone play that game apart from us that's what i want to know <laughs> I, I i don't know like i, I don't think i've seen it, any reference to it anywhere else ever well, someone posted screenshots on the giant bomb wiki of it, of it. so oh, wow. someone else has seen it. Mm. Where did we find it? Because it was on that classic uh, PC Gamer cover disc, the first one that I ever got, wasn't it? The demo or the shareware for it. And then did you just send off for it? Like yep. through the post? Yep, actual post. Mm. I bet no one's I think you can. <laughs> All right, I need to take it back. There's apparently a version you can play in your browser. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, on playdosgamesonline.com. Well, that's just going to be ripped from the DOS archive, right? Yeah, I think it is. All right. I mm. think I tried that version on the DOS archive and it didn't run very well, but then again, not very well, many things ran very well. On no, that. most things on these like browsers, like these browser things always strike me as a cool idea, right? The things like, oh, you can play these arcade games on for your browser and stuff. They never work for like very well at all. No, like they run like run like garbage or have no sound or it's like, yeah, okay. You, you can't quite pull this off yet. Not bad attempt no this one doesn't like I've, I've loaded it up right now and it's just not working at all it's not even loading so. Fair enough. so how did you get it to run the cd version that did you find your old cd of it zach yeah it's just a dosbox install it's not that difficult okay. it takes, takes a slight bit of tweaking with the settings because it's a it's a cpu bound game so if you have the emulation running too fast everything runs too fast in the classic style yep do you have to tweak the limiter yourself or do you just set it to? Yeah. And, you know, 
there's no way of telling whether I actually got that right, of course. It's just like, oh, this looks about the right sort of speed, probably. Sort of guessing at the gameplay speed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, that probably meant that it never ran the same speed on people's de- machines at the time. No, no probably not. Maybe. Yeah. I always like turning the limiter off on the original GTA. I don't know whether that would happen now. <laughs> yeah, if you did that now, that would just be like, you're dead. Yeah. Done. Or you'd just be like, yeah, running into a wall constantly. Yeah, yeah. So your parts are arriving, parts are arriving parts. tomorrow. Private yeah, parts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a, a new shipment of parts uh, tomorrow. Hopefully, they're supposed to arrive Friday, but you know, before the weekend. But yeah, don't never trust a next day delivery service. It was rubbish. Ah, oh, well, you wouldn't have had much time to put it together, given you were coming to... No, 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 I better... We've had a busy weekend. Getting getting beer and brass. Very important. To get brassed off. Get brassed. Get rat brassed. <laughs> rat <work>. brassed. <laughs> Is that what we did? Is it like getting rat arsed, but you... Yeah, yeah. a trumpet. <laughs> it was good. Mm. Brass roots were quite, quite fun. So Rob came down for my um, birthday sort of party thing last night uh, in Brixton. We went to a bar, the Blues Bar, Blues Kitchen, right? Yeah, and the Brixton ha- Blues Kitchen. Yeah, there's there's a few of those, um, but we went to the Brixton one, and um, they had a live band, brass band, right, playing, you know, pop hits, dubstep. <laughs> Yeah, apparently <laughs> tuba dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty cool. It, it's it, it's a it's a good sound. There should be more tuba dumpster. I'm sure you could bring that in tuba step, <laughs> T- tube step, tube step, <laughs> tub step, tub step, tub steps good. <laughs> Although that sounds like it's in a, it involves bathtubs. <laughs> yeah, some kind of Tupperware party. Tub step. <laughs> tub step. Awesome. Well, that would be tub step. happening in your kitchen. Yeah. It's been happening in your kitchen, Zach. Speaking of kitchen stuff. Nothing, really. The kettle still sucks. It's continuing to suck. It was funny because why don't you just buy a kettle? Surely you could get the ultimate one. You could research yeah, can't it. You just, yeah, why like, can't you have your own room kettle? Well, like I did seriously consider that at some point, but that would actually be convenient because it, you couldn't just have a kettle in your room. You'd have to have all the other shit you need to make up tea as well. No, sure. no use having a kettle in your room and then having to carry it all the way downstairs to where like the milk and the tea bags and stuff are. I suppose you're right. The milk is a problem. You have to go all in on this. Get like a little mini fridge built into yeah, the wall. Yeah, exactly. With a, with a with a single pint on tap at all times. Single they wouldn't pint be on tap. Like two but... cups of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe three. The funny thing about it was that, like, when my parents came back from their holiday on the first night they came back, they were watching TV in the front room, and I came down to boil a, cu- a cup of tea. And they closed the door because the kettle was so loud. Because it's like they hadn't been here for a week, so they'd forgotten how loud it was. Hmm. And it's like, this is your fault. You were the ones who bought this terrible kettle. But how do you, I mean, 
boiling water makes a, quite a lot of noise. Do you need like a dampened? Well, what it's just you... bec- like we like we said before about it, it's because it's just a thin metal container. It, it right. amplifies the boiling a lot more than like even just a plastic one would. Mm. They made bad decisions about kettle purchases. <laughs> you need to set them straight. <laughs> I mean, what would be the ideal kettle? What's your requirements? I don't know. It needs to ideally be quieter and boil faster than this one. Right. Because <laughs> this one takes forever I mean, and it's real loud. I think Zach needs to write this up in some form of uh, blog to sort of be all like Zach's, Zach's kitchen's requirements. It's yeah. like when, when, when considering a kettle, these are the key points you need to consider so as not to annoy everyone else around you. I mean, we could have a new section on, on the salad. You know, we've got what we've got, like um, videos, podcasts, news items, and then we could have a whole kitchen bitching section, which is just yeah, Zach's, the, Zach's, Zach's kitchen bitching blog. Yeah. Just to inform people. I think this is a, this is a goer. It's the it's the true money spinner for the salad. <laughs> yeah, we're pivoting. I mean, yeah, the name's already pivoting. Happy Salad. <laughs> we're pivoting into consumer advice. Yeah, kitchen advice. Happy Salad would actually make sense as a sort of kitchen brand potentially. Right, yeah, especially if we uh, re- each week we review a new spinner, salad spinner. Indeed. I don't think you that actually could, that actually could be a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's much difference between salad spinners, is there? No, I'm not. Well, I'm not 100 convinced you need one, no, <laughs> let no. alone getting turned into test. It's I mean, like we've what? had one for years and we've used it like twice. <laughs> it's to get it like drier, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. It's like it. a, it's like yeah, a centrifugal drying system. If you don't want wet salad, don't want damp salad. You want it fresh, but mm. but not soggy. Mm. No excess. They're big and bulky, considering how like minorly important they are. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a slightly crazy. I don't, I don't know if you can really do it. Many fans like you, uh, I suppose the gaps in it are a little bit too big to like put rice in it and then spin that dry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would work. Maybe we'll do it with noodles. You might be able to centrifugally. Fugally, centrifugally. Yeah. How do you say that? <laughs> centrifugally. Yeah. Uh, sure. Dry your some noodles. Or if maybe if your meatballs have come out a little bit soggy <laughs> for some reason, just spin the fat off them. <laughs> I don't think it works. Does it work with fat? I, suppose. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the meatballs are going to survive that. Oh, I don't know. Be worth a try. Will it spin? There you go. It's another yeah. new series. I think pretty much everything will spin. Whether it will actually do it, <laughs> is a different matter. Will it survive a spinning? Do we recommend a spin? Spin win? Question mark. Spin win? Spin win? The wind spin. Do I need to... Mm, speaking of things spinning... You can probably hear my uh, washing machine go bonkers. Yep. Can you hear that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's going on with the washing machine? Washing, presumably. No, I just mean... Okay, that's a bit better. Sorry. It's just like... It has, it has a ridiculous 
well, I suppose most washing machines do, but it's like it's it's uh, fast spin cycle is a bit crazy and makes it like do a classic washing machine rock. Just like jiggle, 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 jiggle. To the point where you can feel it through the floor a little bit. Mm. It, there have been moments where I thought, it's like, oh, is that a little mini earthquake? It's like, no, no. <laughs> I'm not in Japan. It's just a washing machine. <laughs> Maybe you were just near a washing machine in Japan. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> like a giant one. So someone decided they just have like a really mass. The basement is basically a giant glass cleaner, cleaner in the bar we were sat at. And they just turned it on like once a night. I'm going to wub wub these glasses clean. It's a, it's a sonic cleaner. <laughs> well, that exists, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like ultrasonic things. Didn't they try try that with like taps at some point, like making it so really? the tap vibrated the water like ultrasonically as it came out, so it didn't. Well, so it washed things more effectively. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but no, I, I, I seem to remember some kind of garbage like that existing. You'd think Dyson would have put it in their stupid tap if that if that worked. Don't they have, have a tap? Yeah, I think they made a dryer built into a tap, didn't they? <laughs> you know, <laughs> dryers on everything. Just blows air out of the same pipe, presumably. You see, see what they need to do now is put put a, put their like their ring techno that ring dryer into the edge of an umbrella, <laughs> so it's just like blowing down on you. Like they the have that, don't they? <laughs> There's some weird umbrellas you can buy that have they. It's like it's meant to be like a force field or whatever, but it's really just like a slight airflow around the edge of the like zone under the umbrella, which makes sure that sideways raindrops can't get in as easily. Really, uh, that's awesome. That's a completely other cool idea. Just angle your umbrella towards <laughs> the direction the rain is coming from. <laughs> I do. It doesn't quite work for your, like that... feet or whatever. I was about to say, but what if that direction is right in front of you and you blind yourself with umbrella? umbrella. <laughs> Those things look like crap. Only crap ones look crap. I bet if you had a really <laughs> fancy one, it would be nice. A fancy see-through uh, one. This is Zach's fashion advice in general. Crap ones look crap. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Much else happening, other than you know England absolutely sucking at football as we all expected, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. politics going totally haywire. Yeah, I'm not sure that's worth discussing here. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> uh, well, Wales is winning. <laughs> Good job, Wales. Go Wales. Hope you win. You're all we've got left, kinda. Yeah. Are you watching it, Zag? No. Me either. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> no, so I don't mean right now. I mean in general. Why is it? Are they playing now? No. No. I, I've so. occasionally been watching the highlights, but I keep forgetting and then letting them stack up, so it's fine. Yeah, I keep sort of forgetting that it's on this year. I don't know why. Because it hasn't been very interesting. All the like no. early games were just like 90 minutes of boredom, and then someone scores at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is kind of how they've been. Kind of crap. It's just that none, none, none of the teams have really been very uh, convincing in their performance, right? Like, all of Europe looks a bit crap right now. 
just generally. Yeah. How are the Germans doing? They're probably the only slightly good people, but even they're not great. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's the Women Olympics coming up, isn't it? I mean, when's yeah. that, when's if that, that happen? happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, that's, uh, well, I think that's, what's that, like August? Yeah, it's usually like August. Right, a bit later. I mean, Wimbledon's on at the moment, and, like, it's, and I haven't been watching that either, and it's yep. like, I normally watch Wimbledon. What's that what we're doing? Murray's doing standard league well. He won now, Queens, yeah. I think. Didn't he? Yeah. I always find that weird how there's like a, a there's a tournament before Wimbledon, like a warm up tournament. <laughs> yeah. You'd think you'd want to do nothing. Yeah. It's just tournaments all the time, really, isn't it? <laughs> I, guess, I guess tennis is quite busy. That's true. But there's a grass one in London the week before Wimbledon. Oh. Oh, I didn't realise that was in London as well. Yeah, Queens is in London, I think. I think it's in. I think so. Isn't it? It's in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. No. <laughs> that would be a weird place to play tennis, though, probably. <laughs> Queens in New York. <laughs> News! News! Yeah, it's in West Kensington. Anyway, what's the news in terms of video games? Well, we've got some corrections. Okay. Well, one correction, in fact. Uh, so we were talking about Gears of War 4 and our E3 extravaganza. And uh, uh, yeah, when, one of the Gears announcements was that it was going to be cross-play amongst the, between the PC and the Xbox versions of the game. And it's like, small correction... It's cross-play in the non-competitive modes only. Yeah, right. So they are so enforcing... So about that. Yeah, they're, they're enforcing like the, uh, the the controller divide, I guess, like keyboard and mouse players. You stay playing with other keyboard and mouse people. But as far as we know, that's the only one that they're doing that for so far. Well, yeah, that's the only detail we have. I'm, I'm, I think Phil Spencer has said that it's kind of up to the developers how they handle that stuff. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not it's not a mandated thing that everything has to be cross-play. It's just like, well, if you can do it, then maybe make some smart decisions about how you do it. But I think this sounds sensible. It's like, well, it's sensible to a point. It's like I reckon they should actually be like doing like uh, like you're playing with a controller. Therefore, you'll be match made with other controller people, regardless of what platform you're on. Or is, does that then become a bit easier to spoof? Like, what if you tried to make your keyboards and mouse act like a controller? Can, or can that be done? And then, and then, does that create a problem anyway? I don't know. But anyway, but anyway they're not doing it. I mean, that, that they're just they're just keeping it. <laughs> to be honest, it's weird, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of we came away with it, sort of saying it's like, well, it looks like gears, but that demo was a bit ridiculous, right? Mm. We're propping up a cannon or that catapult thing whilst being shot at by a turret that mysteriously decides not to shoot at us while we stand out in the open during this canned animation. Yeah, it seems a bit silly. But at the same time, the rest of the uh, internet seems to be all like, hell yeah, I'm up for some more gears. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think the coalition are proving themselves for what we've seen. 
since they took over from Epic. We just don't know. We just don't know. Just don't know. Reserve full judgment until the game comes out, I guess. Which is when? Uh, this year, sometime. Oh, sort of okay. holiday. Uh, and I've got a bit of a list of stuff we missed. Like, so, is uh, other things that were happening in and around D3 that we uh, either didn't get time to cover or didn't realize happened. Uh, so... Actually, the majority of this list is things that weren't mentioned at E3. Um, so there was uh, no mention of Battle Cry. <laughs> yes. That thing seems to have gone. It, it's not dead, apparently. Like, there's a whole studio that still exists called Battle Cry Studios. Well, I think at some point they did a beta, right? And then everyone hated it. <laughs> Probably was that straight after last year's E3, where they're like, "Hey, come oh, in this closed beta, maybe." Yeah. So anyway, if if they've taken that right back to the drawing board, then that's probably wise. Uh, also, no actual mentions of Final Fantasy VII remake, notably. Um, well, but it's not like know. Square had their entire own conference again. No. But but when asked about it, um, like the the development of that is still in the, what they uh, in their own words in the very early stages. Um, but they they have said that each episode of this game is going to effectively be like a full sized um, a full sized product, uh, which I think Square later um, expanded upon that to say, look, we're thinking that each one of the episodes is going to be about the size of Final Fantasy thirteen. Mm. So. FF7 remake is going to be big, but Real also kind big. of make, yeah, but it also makes the episodic nature of it perhaps more, uh, I don't know, palatable, like maybe a bit more acceptable to I those wanting it. I don't know because it's like how much if it's going to be like three whole games worth of length. It's like how are they going to stretch it that long? I mean, we finished the original in thirty six hours. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, we didn't do everything, I guess. No, I mean, you could clearly spend hundreds of hours if you wanted to do everything in that game, but... But, but not due to there being tons of content, due to it being bullshit grinding. <laughs> yeah. The things we didn't do were things that would probably take like 10 hours each or something, like grinding through all the chocolate shit or grinding the battle points to get the final limit breaks or... And again, I'm pretty sure you can get through the the 13 and a lot, uh, you know, and a lot faster than like 30 hours. I think you can get through 13, well, sure. maybe in 15, something like that, because it takes you 10 hours to get to the bit where the game opens up. Yeah, into in, you know when you get to Grand Pulse or whatever, and then most of that stuff is entirely optional when you're there. So you can probably just like blitz past that point if you want to. You're probably probably underleveled, but you probably like, you could try. In the content of Final Fantasy VII, it's like the the long the longest bullshit grinding bits were were all stacked right at the end, essentially, because it's like only once you have the full freedom to go every go everywhere and do everything is when you can do the like ten hour bullshit grind things. So yeah, that, well, like that doesn't well, really count as content in the game, really. <laughs> That would only or, be yeah. in part three. So it's like part three of the remake just going to be really dumb things that take you 10 hours to do. 
Well, I reckon they're like restructuring the majority of the game, so that stuff perhaps doesn't exist or is actually part of the key plotline, maybe. Or like somehow they like space it out one for disc. It'll be like this yeah. fr- the third part will be the fight like fighting the the Uber weapons. The, the second part will be the Chogamos. <laughs> then part one will be some other crap that I don't remember that you can grind for. Oh, I can't wait to see how what they do about Fortnite. Maybe the a card game. <laughs> Maybe that's where they're going to pad it out. They'll add a card game. No, you should just like make Fort Condor into an actual tower defense game. <laughs> oh man, yeah, like actually make it full, sort of a full little game. That could be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> well, it'd be better than it was, at least. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it was like yeah, functional. You, and stuff. One has to hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was that, and my other uh, little notice that I, I think I may have. Um, already pointed out last time but um uh yeah jaeger's dreadnought still nowhere to be seen um and but i did like hear that maybe jaeger had some financial problems recently which might be slowing them down i guess but i'm pretty sure that game is supposed to be releasing this year Mm. uh so i don't know it's just a bit weird that we haven't really heard it. It's never really hit the mainstream in terms of news, that game. It's like it's never really hit the hit the radar. So I don't, I don't know quite why. It seems interesting. Anyway. Uh, so stuff not at uh, E3. Here we go. Um, other little uh, things that I, that, that I, I guess I was supposed to mention... Uh, during the idea Xbox bit, there was some st- stuff of Hand of Fate too, um, and you know, you know the only reason I bring that up is because you know we played Hand of Fate one not that long ago. They're making a sequel. Yes, it looks a lot like the first one. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, Volition, the guys behind uh, the Saints Row series. Uh, making a new IP called Agents of Mayhem that uh, seems a lot like Saints Row in some ways. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it would be. Like sort of super. I, I'm not entirely sure. I get like the principle you're like superheroes, and it's just sort of an open world with fighting in it. It's a skin for Saints Row Four. Yeah, <laughs> looks a lot like that. And the um, again, we probably already mentioned this, but that game that DC teased um, before E3 turned out to be Injustice Two. Yeah, I think we guessed that. Or it would yeah, we guessed that's what it was going to be. Yeah, um, but I'm not sure we confirmed it. But yeah, that's a thing. Um, yeah, people seem relatively hype about that. Injustice was a well-received game when the first one came out, so it's probably a better idea than trying to make a Superman game of some kind. Because those have never been good. <laughs> not ever. So I'm not 100% sure how you could even make a Superman game good, right? Unless you, you'd have to do like a Batman style or, you know, like a, or a Metroid style. Hey, you've lost all your powers for some reason. Re- regain them. Well, mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. 
maybe a Metroid Superman game. Maybe that would work. Or an Arkham Asylum style game. Cool. Maybe. But then Superman can just fly wherever the hell he wants. So I don't know how you would make one of those. That's what you have to do to make it as a Superman game is make is do what they always do with Superman, which is make up bullshit reasons why he can't do whatever he fucking wants. Mm. <laughs> like the walls are full of kryptonite, you can't fly through these. <laughs> God. <laughs> Turns out there's an awful lot of kryptonite on this planet. There should be barely any kryptonite, goddammit. Well, like, the entire planet did explode. I mean, it was a fucking long way away from Earth, technically. But, yeah, yeah. Nothing would. Yeah, probably nothing would land on Earth, right? Well, unless it's it was sent so here small. by something. Make up bullshit story. Zod and his crypto magnets. The the Phantom Zone. <laughs> the Phantom <laughs> Zone. Okay. Yeah. More nice. news. Uh, Hello Games were apparently in a trademark battle over the Sky part of No Man's Sky's name with Sky, the TV company. Seriously? What? Yeah. Uh, they, they, they won it, so oh, they're allowed to use the word Sky. But then, like, <laughs> it's like, it's a weird thing for Sky to get, like, they don't normally do that, right? Because otherwise, like every film with Sky in the title yeah. would be it would be a problem, right? Vanilla like Sky. Skyfall, <laughs> Vanilla Sky. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it seemed weird because it's like normally, normally you don't have to worry about trademark infringement on like different types of product. It's like yeah, broadcasting and a video game are not that similar <laughs> in terms of product types. I mean, they are slightly similar. It's more similar than other things that you could have been sued about. They're on a TV, Not I a guess. card game. <laughs> no. I guess it's it, it's almost certainly one of those things where Sky have to be seen to be protecting their trademarks, otherwise they lose the right to yeah. try and protect their trademark in future. You see, I wonder system. if that's like a really... I wonder if people have ever thought about that in advance of making a company where it's like, we want our company name to be like a nice, simple, singular word type thing. But just imagine in the future, if our company becomes successful, how much money we're going to have to spend on legal costs fighting all these legal battles that we don't actually have to fight. We just have to be seen to be fighting because of our really simple name that's just like a regular everyday word. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it almost <laughs> certainly has to be a budgeting consideration, right, for these big companies now. It's like, like, yeah, we've got this much, like, we've got this much a, legal. Make up a better word for the name of your company that's not just like a normal word. Jaburgler. Yep. Co. Jaburgler. <laughs> Jaburgler Co. It's even better than Robco. <laughs> <laughs> Robco and the fucker brand. <laughs> it's been a long time since you've had a, had a product. Um, <laughs> They've not been innovating in the same way in the Robco Labs. Do you reckon Sky will come after me if I somehow make some kind of weather machine called the Skyfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd be too happy. <laughs> what, what would that do? <laughs> you want some clouds? Fucking have some clouds. fucking what if you I want, want less clouds? Shoot the clouds until they die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> There'll be lasers on this thing. Oh dear. Cloud lasers. Hey. Lasers. <laughs> lasers. Right. Uh, rumors from the E3 floor. Uh, apparently, a hacker almost stole a Zelda floor demo. <laughs> but didn't. But didn't. But it's pure speculation. I'm not even sure how they would go about doing it. But because, you know, Nintendo's normal booth strategy is to have lots of people at every terminal. And everything wired to everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they might have tried to maybe hack the signal from the game pads. I don't know. Well, they're normally wired as well, aren't they? In, maybe in on the show, I guess. I think yeah. they were for video, at least. They probably are at the, sh- at the shows. But then again, who knows if like, they're just they're just tethered for security as opposed to actual and you know mm. and power as a and then well, a, actually knows just that using you, that you don't want to use an actual wireless signal during E three. <laughs> You'll get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it never works. It never works. Let's do it on stage. Uh, yeah, there was that. A new Sonic game is going to be announced on the twenty second of July to celebrate Sonic's twenty fifth anniversary. Really? Woo. Okay. And this what? is and this is not not to go with the fact that they're making a new Sonic Boom game on DS. <laughs> well, sure. And it's not that. <laughs> There's going to be another one announced. Like what? What could it possibly? I don't be? know. We don't even know. I mean, like unless it's a generation. At this point, two, it's probably going to be fucking Sonic Five, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. And did they announce? Did they announce Sonic? I guess Sonic Four and Generations were pretty close, right? Yeah, fairly close. At least part one. Or, or, or is it literally just going to be, hey, Sonic's in <laughs> that Lego thing? What, you think it's not actually going to be a Sonic game? It's just going to be a crossover. Yeah, Sonic's in Lego. Di- well, they've already, I suppose they've already announced Sonic's in Lego Dimensions, right? So it probably can't be that. As much as that was an announcement, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Res Infinite has a release date. Which is? October 13th this year. Nice. For, which I think is the, the the exact same day PSVR comes out. So that makes sense. Well, yes, that would make sense. But that will be fun. I yeah. Like Res. Everyone's, like, anyone who's played this has come away saying, yep, that makes Res better. Yep. Awesome. Um, although, uh, like specifically the VR aspect of it, like it's like, yeah, no, that that's that that's got to happen. That's that feels right. Uh, Criterion's Extreme Racing game has officially been cancelled. No, oh. well, okay. <coughs> so they can do nothing but help Star Wars. <laughs> yep, evidently. Oh, sad times. Yeah, Criterion aren't Criterion anymore. Let's anymore. let's just be honest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's not happening. And uh, Splatoon's content is coming to an end, basically. They're doing the last Splatfest on the 22nd of July. The last one, which has now been um, <laughs> dubbed by the internet as Waifu Wars, because oh, it's yeah. Kelly versus Marie, <laughs> the Squid well, Sisters. <laughs> Technically, it always is. but <laughs> it's Yeah, but like that's the choice this time. It's like, do you like Kelly or do you like Marie? So what's the game going to be like when you boot it up after the, all of this? Because doesn't it... Um, it will just be normal. Like, like they're, not, they're not dropping 
you know, they're not turning it off. The game will still be playable, but it's um, you know how it uh, is. Just, you're just not going to have the uh, Splatfest content, and there's not going to be any more content updates. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, I think it's reasonable to assume that Monolith need to start moving resources onto NX projects. Hmm. Maybe, maybe a Splatoon two, or the like. I, I, I kind of hope it's not called Splatoon. <laughs> Splatoon. Yeah. Well, depending on what the NX is, that may or may not be a good idea. Hmm. I think it's 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 weird because it, it, to me it feels like Splatoon had a bit of a short run, right? You know, it's only that's that's basically a year of uh, of support, and then and then they've dropped it. And yeah, sure, this is the first time Ninty's ever done something like this, and they did a reasonably good job of it. Um, but you know, I don't know. Splatoon feels like it had it has more life to life in it, but uh, but maybe Nintendo don't think so. Maybe the player base isn't actually as big. As it was, maybe it hasn't stuck around. But maybe. I hope they carry on with Splatoon. I hope it, I hope it comes back. It's a quality game, uh, and that's pretty much all my news. Not a great deal going on after E3. What have I got going on? Uh, Planet Side One shut down. <laughs> Lol. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Bioshock remasters. So they've announced the Bioshock Collection, which has a remastered Bioshock 1 and 2. Um, yeah, okay, they could and, be all right. But then they're still pretty good-looking games now. Yeah, so they'll if just... If you put them on a PC, they look they, the originals still look fine. <laughs> Not bad, but they're pretty old now. So um, I guess yeah. some of the animation probably looks janky these days, but because it always nice. was a bit janky. Yeah, well, it'd be quite nice to see what they do. Uh, I think Maybe they fixed that get... 30 frames per second physics problem. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, maybe. I think they're doing something where... Oh, yeah. So if you already own Bioshock or Bioshock 2 you are on Steam, you get the upgraded versions for free. So oh, awesome. Yeah. So so I'll have them then. Yeah, so that'll be good. Um, and I've got Infinite or whatever. They're not redoing that, obviously, because that's quite new. But, yeah, it's a bit bit too new. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else going on? Does, uh, does that feel all right? So is, is our Bioshock, I suppose they are reasonably old, but like I'm not 100 percent sure they're old enough to require a remaster. In the same way, is Skyrim old enough to require? Well, Skyrim, you know, any like actually, I take that back. Any Bethesda game always needs a remaster, whatever year it is, <laughs> because they're still using an ancient engine. Well, they always they always look a bit jank. <laughs> I mean, Bioshock may look great, but I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be 10 years old, right? Really? 2007. Wow. Man, okay, yeah. I suppose you're right. So it probably doesn't look how you think it looks in your mind. <laughs> no, still, probably not. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. that art style, right? That art style is so enduring. Yeah, That's... other things going on. System Shock Kickstarter. So one of the guys behind System Shock is making a System Shock game. I guess. I thought System Shock Three was already a confirmed thing. Yeah, I thought I'd heard about another. Kickstarter type project along those lines. It's probably the same thing, but they're launching a Kickstarter with a playable demo. Well, that's the way you're supposed to do Kickstarter these days. Yeah. Yeah. System Shock is a complete remake of the genre defining classic built by a team of industry veterans. Veterans. 
Oh, so okay. it's a remake rather than a System yeah. Shock Three. It's a remake, like yeah. a, like a FF Seven remake. Yeah, I guess kind of. I bet they won't because they, you know they probably can't just straight up just remake that game. You know, people have mm. been modding that to be sort of modern, sort of. Well, System Shock um, Two, maybe. Just, yeah, the original. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think they'd have to be like a you know treat it as a a reboot style mm-hmm. remake. Um, yeah. That's my, okay. That's... No, that that is different then. That is that is new. And that's mostly it. Um, Civilization Six. There's um, it's now the England Civ is now Victoria, not Elizabeth. Um, okay. For some reason, and they've got like England has units that get more powerful if they're not on the home continent. <laughs> oh, Too weird. Because they're like there's other civilizations that already had that bonus. Oh really? Okay. Well, that's their bonus. And I think their their wonder is like the British Museum. Well, like England's thing normally naval. Yeah, they do have an awesome ship. I think that. Mm. Well, and longbows, always longbows. Oh, and longbows. Yeah. Do you they're still getting all of those things then? Or probably. I don't know about longbows. Mm. But I mean, that Longbows was in Age of Empires, wasn't it? Uh, it was always in Civ as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that, like, the trouble with those kind of bonuses in Civ is just like 90% of the time, civilization bonuses that happen in the really early game, you just don't get enough time to actually use them. <laughs> like, all the, all the other, like, all the other ancient civilizations, like Greece and Rome and stuff. All their bonuses only happen right in the early game, and it's like you just move past them too quickly for it to be relevant. Mm. It's like, oh, Roman legionnaires. Well, those are good for like two turns, and then I've already tech fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of that in Civ in general, though, isn't there? Like, yeah, well, the what a, what a country is or what a uh, race is famous for is in a certain age. Yeah, but the later game ones tend to turn out better. Like when you've got America with like B fifty twos, those last quite a while. That's true. Mm. But then, like, is it for for people that are hardcore at playing Civ and stuff, like, uh, is is just playing them those those Civs considered like easy mode for them, or like, and then you know you should play the ones that don't have benefits in late game if you want a slightly harder challenge without upping. I think nice straight up upping the difficulty anyway, really. Hmm. Even the even the bonuses that are good, or well, even the unit type bonuses that are good aren't that important. Bonus bonuses, on the other hand, those can be like significantly more important. Bonus bonuses, <laughs> ones that like are just overall whatever. Like the like, I think it's in Civ Five. It was like Japan has it so that like no matter what health the unit is on, they attack with the same strength as if they were at one hundred percent. Sure, yeah. Which and that's why he's got that paddle. <laughs> yeah, which obviously isn't tied to a um, uh, an age either. Yeah, yeah, that is that is quite strong. Although I sort of didn't do well as the Japanese. <laughs> well, you didn't really get any, any fights as the Japanese. No, yeah, the you time we played it in that multiplayer stuff. game. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah, there was no one to fight. I can't. I can't make Japan great if I don't kill everyone. <laughs> Anyone who's 
Oh, well, did, Zach, maybe you can shed light on this. Dan was telling me earlier today about, like, apparently the internet is getting hype for the next TF2 yeah. update. What's going on? Do you man? know any? No, I haven't seen any information. I mean, you know, I'm not even paying that much attention. I don't understand why they're getting hype about it. It's really weird. Well, um, um, maybe they're finally bringing out, bringing one of the modes that they've been working on out of like beta or whatever. Maybe that's the suspicion. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems odd. I think it must be, mate. It seems like a reaction to the Overwatch stuff that they're like, "Come on, there's got to be some awesome new TF2 thing," you know, to combat competitive this competitive mode. Yeah, they're making they're making a Counter Strike mode in it. Oh, oh they already though. had competitive mode. I mean, we discussed that previously. I know, but yeah, making it more competitive. Gun skins. <laughs> Saleable gun skins. Stat track gun skins. Oh, wait. Yeah, already had well. those as well. Yep. <laughs> what they got left? A full on graphics update. <laughs> that would be fairly ridiculous. I don't think that could work with all the content they've got. You know, all the. No, it could. It would just be a lot of effort. They mm. they like they need a new engine. <laughs> they need to like port it off of Source or something. But they've got Source too, haven't they? I thought that was supposed to be a well, thing. Technically, yeah. I don't know what that's supposed to be supporting though. That that engine. It's not like Valve are making any VR games. Yeah, VR, I guess. Room scale. <laughs> Room scale. Yeah, according to the Steam hardware survey, it's like 80% Vive, 20%. No, no, sorry. 67% Vive, 19% Oculus Rift. Okay. Yeah. Vive Wars. uh, Whether, you know, but I, I imagine that most people with the Oculus are using Steam. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, not maybe not with it, but they, you know, so it's not that it's not just that Vive people have Steam and and Oculus people don't. I, th- I think everyone has Steam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But people who have Steam would be more likely to buy Vive because they would have seen advertising for it on Steam. That is true. Uh, yeah, but I, mean, I was just trying to think, what's the bias there in that? You know, are there really people who? Um, use Oculus and for gaming, and don't use Steam, and like in, for other stuff, or I don't know, whatever. Maybe they wouldn't submit to the hardware survey if they had Oculus. <laughs> That's <know>. true. <laughs> Depends how it was run and who ran it. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyone news? Anyone news? Uh, I'm fresh out of news. All right, cool. Well, we got through that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Post E3. There's yeah. no, nothing to say post E3. Right. I, I guess it's going to be an extended what you've been playing session, but we've had like a, we've got like a month of stuff to talk about, right? Yeah, so, we've got a whole f- four mean. weeks of content, five <laughs> weeks maybe of content to catch up on. Who's going first this time? I think it's, it might be you, Rob. Ooh. It is time to go. Wheel. Let's see what I can remember from about a month ago. So I finished Quantum Break on the weekend. We did our um, E3 cast. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, I quite liked where that story 
sort of was going at the end. It's like it was. It took some real interesting twists. It took some nice, like, oh, hey, you're kind of going back in time to, to do it on a different path to what was happening at the start of the game, for instance, or like minor spoiler alert, I guess. But yeah, you're sort of you're revisiting moments that you've already sort of been in, but in a different place and with different knowledge. And it's uh, yeah, that stuff was handled quite well. And there are some. Yeah, there's some, there's some really good moments and some really interesting narrative elements. The problem is, is that a lot of that, a lot of the more interesting stuff is never fully explored. There's there's some there's some stuff about the nature of the beings, the shifters that can exist uh, in in zero state in 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 no, in the lack of time. <laughs> And like that, that, that is never really fully explored. There's one character in particular who has a nice, who has a bit of a reveal as to his nature, but you still don't really know. You sort of know what he is, but you don't know why he is. I guess, like what what his motives are and what he's about and stuff like that. That's never really fully explored, and it's quite frustrating because it's like that's actually one of the more interesting elements to the story, and it's like, oh come on, and they There's just no left that here. thread thread hanging in in yeah. time. There's quite a yeah. The ending is is way too abrupt and actually doesn't feel that great itself. It's like it's 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 incredibly open and sort of just yeah, sort, sort of just stops. Uh, and it's, really, it's like well, what, well, yeah. What do we? What do we? Where's this going to go now? Are they? I can only theorize that they are very deliberately saying we want to do a sequel. Just are they going to do this. a sequel to? Yeah, and if they do do a sequel, are they going to be able to do it in the way that they did this one? Are they going to be able to do more of the show the element, show. or are they just going to go straight up game next time? Um, I don't know. I, I reckon Quantum Break will be revisited. Uh, like the reports are that it hasn't sold megatons, but that it's done sort of okay. Mm. Um. So I don't know. I don't, knowing Microsoft and their uh, sequelitis, we'll probably end up seeing it again. Um, and I kind of hope we do because, like, maybe they'll make a slightly better game this time. But it's nice to have a new one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there's a lot to there is a lot to like about this. There's a lot to like about the narrative. There's a lot to like about the style. Like I said before. Um, yeah, I just wish it was. It's like all around. I just kind of wish it was that little bit better. There's a, there's room for improvement. It's like the you know a good debut, but not like you know it's like a, I don't know. I'm thinking Assassin's Creed here in my head, where it's like you know, oh, some interesting ideas there, but you need another crack at it to really get it right. Mm. Um, so I, I I hope they get the chance, or either that, or it's going to be another ten years till we see Alan Wake two. I don't know. <laughs> Well, apparently they're not working on another Alan Wake that, or something, and they they want to, but they're not. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. I think they I think they are quite fond of Alan Wake, given the number of Alan Wake Easter eggs there are in this game. Oh right, yeah. Are there any uh, Max Payne ones? Or? Surprisingly, not. Probably because they don't own the IP. Right, so they can't. There's probably good reasons for them not to. I wonder if, but they didn't even like or... subtly reference it. Well, Which they didn't probably yeah. be allowed. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if Rockstar will make a Max Payne four. I don't know. It's kind yeah, of yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, maybe Max, well, Max Payne as a character is probably done, maybe. But yeah, I mean, it was a bit... Too- Son of Max. Son of Max. Yeah. That could work. It was almost a bit too gritty for its own good, that third Max Payne. Yeah, it wasn't, it's not really what the first two were about. Not really. It, it was... The first two were a bit more sort of, I don't know, campy or schlocky? <coughs> schlocky. Yeah. In a yeah, good way. Yeah, a good way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they were ridiculous. Blood platforms in space. Yeah, so I finished that. Um, and then almost immediately moved on to the rise of the Tomb Raider. That game is a whole lot like the last one. It's, there's more tombs. Well, that is probably the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Because there was a severe it, lack of tombs in the first one. In a strange way, like, yeah, the tombs feel smaller this time, as in the actual puzzle that you have to solve. There's only, like, a few steps to it, but it feels like there's, like, more of them, so there are more smaller tombs, I think, seems to be the direction of this one. And each one seems to have actually some kind of... some kind of takeaway, some kind of skill... That you that you learn from something from a tome of some kind. Um, so there's there's there there's reason to do them rather than just a collectible. So uh, yeah, it's 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 a good looking game. It's got to be said. There's like run, I'm running I'm playing the Xbone version, and uh, yeah, sure, it's it's like not uh, running at sixty like I played the first one on PC. Actually, I play. I remember I played the first Tomb Raider in 3D at sixty <laughs> on my PC. <laughs> Um, but you know, so it's 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 not it doesn't have that that smoothness. But there's some pretty good effects going on. Like some of the like, I don't know if it's still running on Trez effects or <laughs> or some equivalent. But uh, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's all about hair. Yeah, it's all about the hair. But hair the, hair, the hair looks hair looks the hair the hair physics is pretty good. Um, and some of the animation is real good. Again, like, like again, it was in the first game, but uh, like you know, there, there are moments where it's just like it looks real natural. Noam was watching me play it actually, and she said she said she was impressed with. They haven't made Lara run too girly girl, but at the same time, she doesn't animate like a man. Was how she worded it. It's okay. like so they've done a pretty good job of like hitting that, like, like oh she's a athletic lady as opposed to a. Oh, she's running with her hands are flailing. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's praise. But apart from that, mostly the same. Yeah, pretty much identically the same. Um, I guess the there are... Um, at the moment, the game feels a little more linear than the first one. I haven't had a need to, like, uh, to find an area that acted a bit more like a hub. You just sort of go from area to area, and there are some, some bigger areas... But um, with side stuff to do in them, if you want. But they're all basically there's no like sort of there hasn't really been a hub zone yet. We sort of get to one area where there's oh actually there's quite a few routes off here, and it's always been like oh no there's actually one critical path through here. Um, we have a ton of side stuff here as well if you want to do that. Um, so that's a little different, and also the, the 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 actual pacing of the game seems to be less combat focused. 
than the first. There's been more of the exploration and survival elements thus far. Mm. Although I'm fully expecting that to change into, <laughs> oh, there's explosions, run the hell away, because there's already been quite a lot of those sequences. Where, and yeah, which and the first... ridiculous, ridiculous stealth. Yeah, the stealth is really dumb. Like, like, so it's 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 real. It's really lenient, and uh, you, you can get away with quite a lot. There's now like um, uh, like an assassin's eagle vision sort of thing as well. You can do now where you can uh, you, you turn that on and you can see when enemies can see each other. So if they appear red in your survival instincts, then it's like, oh, better not get that guy because that will alert this other guy. But like the the ones that are gold, it's like, no, he's safe to headshot. Just take um, him out. So some of that stuff is really uh, simplified, I guess. Um, and, and the only other, I'm, I'm slowly getting introduced to the concepts of crafting mid-fight, which actually seems a bit more clunky than it does useful. Um, well, you'd think so, yes. <laughs> so it, the crafting is real quick, but it's like for at the moment, like the, there's one thing like a shrapnel bomb that you can get, which like if you find like a like a food an empty food can lying around. And oh, I forget what they call it. It's some kind of ore. <laughs> you could just, you know, mine out of walls <laughs> occasionally. Um, like you, you, yeah, you, some, you craft this can and some ore together, like, and then it creates this shrapnel bomb that you just throw at people. But you've got to have found a can on the floor. You can't stockpile that can. It has to literally, you, you literally have to have stumbled upon it. That's so ridiculous. Pick it up, it go like... through the craft, and then throw it. But then you've got to have had enough time to do that because the enemy is actually quite good at flanking you. <laughs> It's just like, I can't carry any of these cans around, but I can carry some ore. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's a bit silly. And it, like the, the the flow of that process doesn't feel right. There's, like, there's moments where, say, you want, like, in the middle of a fight, you run out of arrows, you can hold a button down to craft more arrows out of the wood and feathers you're carrying. For some reason, you carry a lot of wood. Yeah, that seems um, like, like if, there's, if it's, like... If you're going to run out of arrows in the middle of the combat, you really should have thought ahead a bit more, I guess. Yeah. I think some of it is that they obviously looked at Last of Us and were all like, okay, you're carrying bottles and alcohol or something. Let's make a Molotov. Uh, and you can do some of that mid-fight if you're quick enough. Um, and probably thought, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe we'll do that. But the, 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 I'm not convinced by the system they've added. Mm. Otherwise, it's yeah, it's more tomb raiding. You'd have to learn languages now. You get better <laughs> at Russian not, not by reading more Russian. Not in a particularly like natural way. Yeah, you, you learn more Russian by reading Russian, which then increases your Russian level. And there are certain monoliths that you find around the place that reveal like coins, like ancient coin stashes. And it's like, but you have to have enough of, uh, you have enough to have enough language level in order to read that particular monolith. And there's multiple languages. There's like Greek and Mongolian and stuff as well. Not that anything in the game is actually written in Greek and Mongolian. It seems like you can't actually see the Mongolian. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I will carry on with that. The storyline seems better so far than the first one. Perhaps a little more generic, but in so not quite so crappily written. It's got like a main. It's got a. It's got a main plot this time, rather than I'm in some place I need to survive. Yo, there's actually a plan. 
Yeah, there's a reason for you to be there. There's backstory. There's 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 family strife. There's betrayal. There's yeah. It's it's kind of working. That's why it's working. And I think it's the same writer. I think it's still daughter Pratchett work doing it. But so she might have actually done a done a good job this time. Okay. So that's Tomb Raider. Uh, what else am I up to? I have been playing more Zelda. I'm. I think I'm right at the end because I'm at the bit where you fight not Ganon. Right. In in Low Rule Castle. Yeah. Um, and no, really. I, I, I basically only just survived the first half of that fight, and it's like, oh crap! There's a second half to this fight. Balls. I have no health left, and immediately died. You need to stock up on all your potions and fairies and bullshit. Yeah, I need to as, as vigorously. I'll, I'll, I'll need to talk to you later because I don't think there's a fairy fountain in Low Rule Castle. So, yeah, mm, I, yeah, I don't know where the nearest. I don't know where the easiest stash is. Well, you know, if you're starting from a save point, you pretty much just go wherever. Do you? Sure, but I can never remember where they are. I don't, I'll have to look it up. Just get some fairies. That's all I want. Can you get a third bottle? Uh, I don't remember. Probably. I mean, you, typically in Zelda games, there's four, but I don't remember whether that was okay. still the case in this one. I've only got two, which might be a little, might be a little lacking. Seems uh, like be more yeah. Than two. Yeah. Hopefully, that game's all right. Still continues to be all right. Some of the boss fights are a bit basic. But and that ice water cave was it the ice ice cave with all the floors, lots of floors with all the floors. That was a bit of a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, that's that's it's a, it's a good game. It's a good game. Maybe not game of the year game, as like I said before, but it's a pretty good game. Was it a contender? I think it was, wasn't um, it? Yeah. No, I don't think it was with us, but no. I think I think it got awards elsewhere on the internet. Right, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm not quite sure it deserves that that accolade. But still, solid, solid Zelda. Oh, yeah, I haven't got the dash boots yet. I still haven't got the dash boots. Where the hell do the hell are the dash boots? <laughs> I know they exist because people talk about dashing. <laughs> I'm still pretty excited about Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it looks all, looks all right. Well, it looks. I'm a little worried in the sense that it looks generically open world in many ways. I think it'll have a, the Zelda twist or the Nintendo twist on open world because Nintendo have never done an open world game, right? So I reckon they always do things differently, you know. So mm. I'm I'm sort of you know hopeful there. Yeah, it's it's things like it, it. It's some interesting ideas afoot. Like I didn't, I known, I didn't realize until recently that there's like weapon breaking and stuff like that. It's, oh yeah, yeah. Well, they should it's going to be forcing you to. I know, but I sort of I didn't really take it in. I, I guess. <laughs> and then, like now, I've seen it again, and it's just like, oh right, oh right. That seems like it's going to be happening. quite a big it's, part of it, actually. Like, um, yeah, it seems like a key mechanic. Weapons. Yeah. Yeah, rather than necessarily you having the... Ma- well, how does that play into the Master yeah. Sword and stuff? Does the Master well, maybe, Sword break? Probably not, but you probably won't get it until 
later. Yeah, um, you probably don't want to throw it into a cliff. And the Master Sword is all is in the logo, right? It's all messed up, so I don't know. Yeah. How. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily messed up, is it? It's all just in, in a yodi grove, as always. Or... No, I thought the actual sword in the logo was a little bit kind of rusted and dented and stuff. Mm. I can't remember. And again, apparently the blacksmith can work the master sword in yep. Link Between Worlds. So, you know. Somehow make it even better than it was to start with. I did discover some some more ore, like doing a bit of exploration after my boss attempt, so it might be a bit easier this time. Yeah. I got two more bits of ore. It's, it's red now. Uh, yeah, what else we got? Um, Star Fox Guard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've, I played a little bit of that as well. Like the good part of Star Fox. <laughs> Lol. It's actually all right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite... It hasn't grabbed me in the sense, you know, like, like not many games seem to do at the moment with me. Like, it hasn't got that super hook. But while I'm playing it, it seems quite, quite... You know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's way more frantic than I thought it was going to be. Like they don't ease you in as slow as I was expecting. Yes, the tutorial section at the start of the game is a bit long and a bit right. teaching you to suck eggs once you've already figured out how the game works. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, no, do this thing to do this thing. And it's like, yeah, I know. And you'll yeah, get like I've a cutscene saying that. And then worse than that, actually later on, there'll probably be an on-screen pop-up before a mission saying, oh, hey, do this thing to do this thing. And you're like, yes, you already told me that. Um <laughs> Even after you figured it out for yourself, mm. it's 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 a little bit over the top of that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's there are moments where that game is way harder than I thought it would be. Like stuff coming in at like unexpected times, and there's a lot to deal with all at once. And it doesn't take long for the robots to get in your base and then get to the middle and screw it over, stuff like that. And if you're not on top of a situation, things can go bad real fast. And now there's flying saucers that just skip the level completely unless you look up, and it's like, oh, what, oh. <laughs> That does sound cool. It's it's hectic, but it kind of works. I kind of like the fact that the cameras all are all kind of crappy frame rate until you take control of one, as well. So it's like keeping your eyes on the other on the other side uh, on the corners of the screen and stuff is is kind of lo-fi compared to what you have in the middle screen. And that may have been like a restriction of the <laughs> the power of the Wii U. I don't know, but it actually kind of works stylistically as well. Mm. It's a uh, it has some classic nintendo problems and that i would quite like things like the end of level celebrations and the restart to be faster and all of that usual nonsense that goes with a nintendo game like mm. can i can i not watch this sequence can i just can get I back into it skip through it yeah thanks okay thanks bye and almost all of the actual like uh, bits where Slippy or Grippy are talking to you are unskippable, so that's kind of annoying sometimes. That's uh, uh, yeah, that's a that's a fun little thing. I don't, I, yeah, I'll, I'll carry on. The boss, like I've only done the first completed corn area in it, and I think there's actually quite a lot of areas in the game. Um, so the, the, the actually could be quite big in terms of content. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Maybe I'll come back to it. Depends how much I'm distracted by new PC goodness. Yes, you should be able to play all kinds of shit soon. Yeah. Well, I'm going to revisit some stuff on the new machine. Like, I want to go, but like, once I'm all set up and stuff, I should probably see what Dirt Rally is supposed to look like. Well, yeah, that'd be nice. 
Yeah, but the problem with that and, is and see if the still, and see if the wheel yeah, works. That would be the problem. But you still won't yeah. be having the wheel problem solved, probably, if it is Windows. 10. Oh, we yeah, honestly, don't know, but it's worth a try. Um, it's worth a shot. Uh, yeah, I'm giving that Dolphin 1.5 a go as well. I suppose that's news, like uh, emulation news. Dolphin had a major update recently that solves a great deal of the like long-standing problems that we and GameCube emulation had. It's quite impressive uh, what they've managed to achieve with that thing. I need a step uh, by step we'll... to get me the best possible Rogue Squadron experience. From yeah, what do I have to click to get? To uh, <laughs> well, the cl- classically, like you know, here's where the um, sketchy emulation bit. You'll need I a bomb or dump of the game. So, yeah. yep, you own it. So, in theory, a dump of your own copy is totally legal. Okay, um, but you know, most of the time, you just get hold of a yep. copy that's identical as much as you can. Yep. Um, because you know, dumping those discs is generally not easy. Um, uh, and you basically download 1.5 Dolphin for Windows, set it up, and hope for the best. Like, so setting it up is actually quite simple. Like, there are they're like most of the games have like it has its own like little internal database of like I know how to run this thing. Oh, okay. Um, but you can go in and like you, you want to set some some defaults up. Like, oh, I want to use. I want to use uh, DirectX 12 or I want to run it at twice the normal resolution or uh, allow these effects. It's like most of uh, quite a, Dolphin does a pretty good job. There are some like hardcore settings in there, but it does a pretty good job of like when you hover over them to sort of say what it's for and what it does and suggests like, if you're not sure, just leave this, leave it how it is kind of mm. leave this unchecked kind of stuff. Cause for the most part, the defaults will suit you just fine. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I can. While I can't say that my current machine is fast enough to run stuff in Dolphin well enough to be playable, um, I can tell, like from my previous experiments and stuff, that yeah, graphically things are way better now. Like awesome. so, I've exp- I, would, I experimented with like F Zero GX and Sonic Colors because um, you know we want F Zero de- desperately want to play in Sonic Colors. At some point, we should really do a video of. Mm. Um, or a video series. And uh, yeah, Colors had um, issues with... Um, it, certain elements just wouldn't render quite quite right, no matter what version of the rendering pipeline you'd use. Like, like the, the DirectX 9 version, actually, or the older DirectX renderers, actually did a pretty good job of doing things, but you'd see bounding boxes around some items, like you know, around reflection objects, for instance. You could see the zone in which it was rendering for some reason. Um, so it had a few little issues like that. Whereas if you like ran it at a, at the better renders, those effects were gone, but then occasionally the whole thing would just sort of spaz out <laughs> and like, Oh, large parts of the level are missing. Why has that happened? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that wasn't a perfect, uh, a perfect, a perfect runner, but now I can't see any problems with it running on okay. the new renderer and stuff like that. It just doesn't run now. fast enough okay. for me. Um, uh, same with F Zero. Like, yeah, some of the graphical effects are miles better than they were before. It looks almost identical to the GameCube version now, and it's. Uh, but it just doesn't. Certain effects just grind my system to a halt. Like, it's running at like fifty percent speed on the sand levels because the effect they use to um, put heat haze in the background, 
yeah. is apparently a killer. <laughs> it just, right. like, destroys it. Really, really difficult for, the, for to, to emulate well. And so just just kills the speed completely. But yeah, the, that effect now works at least. It looks good. But yeah, just just can't run it at run it at speed. Right. Uh, yeah, Dolphin one point five. Check go check it out. They made a cool little like launch trailer for it that explains everything they've done. Oh, we'll check that out. Awesome. Really cool. Yeah, it's neat. Neat. Good work there. Hold on, good hold work. on. It's five point oh. Five point oh. Dolphin five point oh. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Rather than version four, four point something. Yep. That they were on before. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes more way more sense. But yeah, go check it out. It's awesome. It's a cool little project. Now, now all we have to do is hope that someone masters uh, original Xbox at some point. <laughs> oh man, could chat set radio future? Yeah. Jeez. That'd be awesome. I think that's like the, the one thing that the the guys that are working on OG Xbox uh, emulation always get asked about. It's like, can I run Jet Set Radio? And it's like, well, no, you can't really run anything right now. <laughs> God damn it. And still, like, oh, there's the, the promise now. It's like, like if, if if Microsoft managed to emulate the 360, it's like there's hope now, right? There's that there might be a 360 emulator. So. Okay. That would be crazy. Uh, yeah, they couldn't. They can't do the OG Xbox, but someone managed to do a 360. Yeah, okay. Jump, jump straight to it. <laughs> uh, right. What else we got? Well, um, I think that's the majority of it. I'm still playing a lot of Overwatch uh, as my as my sort of go to. I need a quick game here. Mm. Uh, they they launched competitive mode yesterday, which I gave a quick. I had a quick go on. So what's like, the difference um, there? So the major difference is like primarily there's the matchmaking works differently. It's based on your skill rating. And uh, I'm hearing things that your skill rating might actually be based on various, like like it might actually almost be map specific in some cases, but generally it's based on your win-loss statistics. Oh, okay. Like it, yeah. tries, it, it makes sense to, to treat it that way in a game like that because it's like you don't want players just going to you know improve their kill death with Reaper, for instance, because that's what it's tracking your skill with that character on. Yeah, you know, so it's 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 almost entirely just win loss based, uh, which does has in my experience so far like encouraged um, teams to try and work together a bit more, you know, actually as a team, it's like, so far it's been pretty positive. It's like, but I've, I have been reading a lot of things that it's like the, the community, the Overwatch community isn't that happy with what competitive play has done to people in the game. As in, if you're in competitive mode, you're going to get way more crap slinging, like in terms of the chat, in terms of the, uh, the, you know, the usual multiplayer game nonsense that goes on is 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 there whereas it's been mostly free from that in the in the in the casual play mm, mm. well that sounds like so, yeah definitely worth having that mode yeah no i like it i like it puts more uh the the, the, the games are longer as well so if you're playing like the oh, the cool. king of the hill style game mode it's like best of five now rather than best of three right um and that it was- does some like it does some like cool on-screen graphics and stuff now. Like so, we're, we're gonna rounds over it. Like t- 
tots up the points in a big like sort of like scoreboard style and the announcer reads it out like it's two to two and it's uh yeah so some of the presentation is quite cool there um uh, yeah I'm, I'm kind of into it for now it's like it, it's i think it works in some ways the competitive play actually works a bit nicer for the king of the hill stuff than necessarily it does for the payload stuff because the payload games like it, it forces it only forces one round per side um but then like a game of payload uh previously wasn't really tight didn't really force you to do a game per side anyway it just sort of like the game was you're attacking or defending and when that round's over it's just like oh that's over like hmm. moving on the servers will swap roles, but it's like the game is a separate thing each time. They're not really linked to each other. Uh, whereas now that's a big deal. Like if one team managed to get the payload like three spots along the course, that team will get three points for their round. And then, then as soon as the other team breaks the fourth point, say with their payload, it's like the game's over. It just cuts right there and said, nope, the other team got further. They won. That's it. That's it. That's the end of the game. Yeah. The match is over. Or the match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they it's should, uh, they really yeah, have, I, they should really have done it like they used to do in the Unreal one, where it's like it wasn't just how far you got; it was whether you could make it in the same amount of time. I think they do that too. I think there's a, there's a track for that going on as well. So if the time runs out before you make three points, for instance, um, then it just cuts anyway. But well, I'm, yeah, I'm, but is I'm, it based I'm, on the other team's time, or is it just the yeah? I'm, I'm not. Time? I'm not 100 percent sure because you can see the time that the other team took at the top of the screen, um, to get where they got. So, I, like, maybe if it comes down to a, like a three-all draw, then the time to get to that point comes into play. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I've not had that scenario come up yet. As I say, I've only tinkered with it for a, a few matches. Uh, but I'm I'm keen to get in and try some more. And uh, I guess the... Uh, yeah, there is one other thing I should talk about. I bought a fight stick. Yeah. I, I've ended up with a Mad Cats Tournament Edition, the Street Fighter 4 Round 2 livery. And uh, it's a cool fucking thing. <laughs> I really like it. It's like, it, 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 it feels good. Have you never had a fight stick? No. No. Okay. But of course, this is, this is... you've played plenty of arcade machines with built-in. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it feels really nice. I'm having to, I've been playing a lot of uh, Killer Instinct, trying to get back into that with the new things. And yeah, that's, a, that's quite a well-thought-out game for, the, for playing it with a stick. There are certain shortcuts that you can do on a controller, like the right stick like, uh, had some... Uh, like shortcuts if you're trying to do combo breakers, but you know once you've t- once you've adjusted to it, like the actual it's a double button press on the um, on the lights on the mediums or on the heavies depending on what you're trying to break, um, uh, and like you know, like after a little bit of practice, like that becomes uh, yeah that becomes you know you, you sort of just forget the old way of doing it and <laughs> get used to it pretty quick. It's just it, it feels it just feels good. There's no other way of saying it. It's like like certain moves are much easier to pull off. Like the the classic like Z movement to do a uh, reuse uppercut style yeah. motion is is way more natural on a stick than it is on a pad. Mm. I mean, it's just uh, how the games are designed to be played, really, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's clear. Yeah, they're just like you know th- those those sort of fighters. Anyway, I think fighters like Tekken. And stuff like that actually probably are fine on a pad compared to a stick because a lot of their movement is button based. A lot of their moves are 
you press buttons in a timed sequence as opposed to a stick action and then a single button press, right? It's like they, mm. the Tekken's move list is always so long because they're like, oh, uh, square, circle, triangle, combination of two buttons, and then another combination of two buttons, and then maybe a maybe a stick movement, and then like so it's all it's an, almost entirely a button combo, which is probably just as doable on a pad as it is on a stick. Mm. Um, whereas, like I don't know, the more the more Street Fighter-y fighters really, yeah, really shine when you put a stick on them. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be playing some Skullgirls. I'm going to be, I might, I'm going to try. Uh, although the 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 horrific nightmare that is Mame is a bit of a pain in the ass to set up these days. But you know, there are things you can do. Like I, I should be able to play old Mame games on this stick just fine. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Proper arcade games with a proper arcade stick. So what's next on your list? <laughs> what, for random stick purchases? <laughs> no, no, well, for like, games to play with it. Games to play with it. Like, uh, it, it depends a little bit. It's like in, like when Injustice in 2 comes out, that might be worth... like Because Mortal Kombat follows some of the control... Uh, what do you call it? Kind of controls uh, tropes of the Street Fighter series. So things like that might be worth playing on a stick and uh you know look think of little other things like like pac-man cedx play it on a stick it's an arcade game play it on a yeah, stick yeah exactly That'd be fun that would be cool yeah and i reckon some of the more like just arcadey shooters in general you can probably um like shmups for instance play them on a stick the, the digital input anyway on those things so yeah it's cool i like it it's big. It's way bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> big. It's like is a it, couple of. I in- mean, you don't have that much space <laughs> on your desk, to be honest. So, <laughs> well, no, I don't know where I'm going to store it when I'm not in use. At the moment, it's just set off to the right where all my like controllers and headphones and stuff normally live yeah. when they're sort of in active use. Um, I, I meant I freed up some space on some shelves behind me so I could rebox it when it's not in use. But at the moment, it's just sort of sat on my desk. <laughs> Like all, like it's it's like four inches tall. It's really thick. <laughs> really, really thick. But it's a cool thing. Having fun. Well, there'll Ooh. be more to say when I toy with it more. With your new PC. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe I get in on that Street Fighter action. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> when Street Fighter Five's updates will eventually happen. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then like, it gets time for a segue, I suppose. Zach and I played some of the new season of Rocket League. Oh, yeah. What's going <laughs> yeah, on with Rocket some. League? They reset everything. Yeah. All the matchmaking and all the uh, skill rankings and all the in, in like uh, internal skill rankings all all updated. Yes, it was weird because like I didn't even know that there was an internal skill rating for your casual rank, but apparently there is. No. It's just that because they never reset it, it was basically the same as your casual rank. Because mm. you just ranked up over time anyway. But apparently there was actually a skill-based one attached to that. So that will reset. And every, then you just played weird matches for like a week or two, where it's like, oh, here's a match with a legend of the semi-pro. <laughs> yeah. Well, the match, it was a bit over, all over the place for a while. It's like, oh man, these guys are really good and then the next match you'll play is like these guys have never played the game before <laughs> <laughs> nice 
and they, it also uh, seems they maybe also changed like the actual rank rank as well because it seems like when you go through your placement matches, ten placement matches to get get put into the rank, it just almost always puts you way in the bottom. Like you just always yeah, rank, yeah. rank into poopy lowest tier and then have to work your yeah, way we, up. We weren't far off the bottom, were we in our team play? But well, I think we were in the bottom rank, weren't we? Prospect one. <laughs> We just weren't in Division Five of Prospect One, I guess. No, we yeah, we were in the sort of the, like the upper end of Prospect One, I think, and then we've been working our way up. But at least when you're that apparently when you're that low down, you just go up a division like every game, more or less. Yeah, the movement seems fast down here. <laughs> well, that's been good. And the new yeah. and there's the new map, which as yeah. we were speculating about before, where I said they only had two choices and they couldn't take the third option. And they did take the third option. They took one of the two choices, which was to say, "Fuck everyone who hates wasteland, we're putting this in as well." <laughs> yeah. So a non uh, another non-standard map, a rocket lab map, in fact, has been upgraded from being a rocket lab map to being in the major rotation. And it got a whole new skin and stuff, the Neo Tokyo skin. And some slight adjustments from the original rocket labs. Yeah. I, I like the look. The Neo Tokyo look is real nice. And the yeah. sort of like crazy Japanese voiceover man. Yep, that is, is quite fun. Oh, I don't think it's that bad of Sam! I always yeah, find it hilarious it's, it's when fine. It, was it, bitching about it. <laughs> it plays very differently and it's going to take some getting used to. I, th I still think every game we've had has been a bit like everyone's been a bit crap at it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely been the case. The so, thing is, yeah, like, I saw a lot of people. <laughs> so there, there was a patch sometime after the after the update where they said they fixed some collision issues on that map. Which you know, I mean, there's still collision issues on Wasteland that they haven't fixed. So. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, maybe they'll get to some of those someday. But the thing that I saw a lot of people bitching about the new map is that they'd say that, like, oh, I hate this map because it's so random. And it's like, this is a game that operates on physics, you know? <laughs> Entirely 100% predictable physics. There's nothing random about it. Just because there's weird angles on the map doesn't make it random. It just I makes mean, it predictable yeah, it in can... a different way. <laughs> Yeah, it can feel random. Like you know, it's it's like when you when at the speed of the game and you get those sandwich moments. It's like the physics me have well, okay, done something that's crazy. The one or... thing that does feel random, but it's not because of the map. No, there's nothing no, no, about not the shape of that map that like there's no like weird bit of wall that morphs in real time or something that makes the ball deflect <laughs> differently. <laughs> sure. You can't call it random. I don't, I don't think any any physics simulation is 100 percent like in gaming because they will well, take no. shortcuts to make it work. Properly, and that's why they had to uh, do that patch where they fixed the ball physics at one point, where it's like mm. making it better. And if there were collision problems in the level, that could have seemed random because it would have been like an actual error in the collision mapping or whatever, I guess. But it's not random, <laughs> so stop bitching about it. And, then, and you know, <laughs> at this point, everyone you still get games where it's like people just quit immediately whenever that map turns up, but it's like. There's no use doing that. You're not going to get better at it if you don't play it. It's not going away. <laughs> yeah. Does that happen in ranked in your experience as well? Or? I've only seen it. Well, I don't think I've seen anyone quit. I've joined into a game where someone wasn't there and then they didn't join before the round started. So they might have quit before I loaded in. Oh, right. I see. So I'm not entirely certain it could have happened. 
But still, a, a once maybe in ranked. That's not too bad. Well, a couple of times. Mm. But definitely in casual, you'll see people just immediately quit. <laughs> it's just like, come on. Map isn't that bad. In fact, really, that map is like, if you want to score goals, <laughs> just play that map. <laughs> it's well easy to score. <laughs> not just because everyone's really bad at it. <laughs> like, the shape of the level is sort of naturally help helps you with setting up goals much easier. So there you go. Buy a fringent map. <laughs> yes, clearly. Polarized. <laughs> Apparently you can also say biofringent as biofractive. Oh, that makes maybe more, more sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing that happened with the Rocket League update was uh, you know, new stuff, new random shit to put on your car. New hats. New hats. Yep. And, and hat crafting. Well, sort of crafting. <laughs> Trade in all your shitty duplicates for slightly better duplicates because you're going to get the same duplicates a lot for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> more stuff. Yep, more stuff. That's no bad thing. And it was all free. It wasn't even DLC. Well. Although there's more DLC coming, apparently. But... Well, there's there's cars that were only in the physical release that don't become DLC until oh, like yes. the 18th. Yeah. What did they call the physical version? Is it like special edition or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Definitive edition. And one, at least one of those cars has a really annoying engine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like every time I hear it, it's just like, oh, is that fucking car again? And it's it's really bad if you when you spawn at kickoff and it's like behind you in like goal position and you're slightly further forwards because it's for some reason that makes it really loud. I guess because it's right next to the camera and like the sound yeah, is related probably. to where the camera is. And it just sounds like like kind of like just like a hairdryer or something. It's like <laughs> directly in your ear. It's a terrible engine. <laughs> they did a patch to fix like they did a patch after the the new season came out to fix that some sounds were too bassy, which was what I was complaining about ages mm. ago. It was like way before the update. It was like they did a patch ages ago that made this problem where like it was particularly on like the goal scoring celebration music on like urban central some of the levels it was just like oh, it was sure. really basic yeah. for no reason and i was like that's weird it's like like they fucked it up somehow but no one else seemed to think that was a problem but then they patched I don't it, think it, it like, oh <laughs> i'm not sure it really affected everyone because i never noticed it as being excessively basic yeah it was like, weird because i, I screwed I... up the this, the, we we know they screwed up the crowd on Utopia. But... Well, yes, but that was that was in that patch specifically. The base problem had existed way before that. Mm. But the weird thing about it was, is like I saw the patch note that said they fixed the base problem, and I was like, they can't mean that one specific base problem that I had. And it turned out they did because the the base problem I thought they were talking about was those goddamn the new boosts from season from the end. Oh of season right, two, yeah. Where it's like in the distance, they just sound like weird like tubers all the time. Like <laughs> in the distance, some tub step. Yeah, exactly. Well, they didn't fix that. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't need fixing. I don't know. <laughs> kind of annoying. <laughs> I don't think. Again, I don't think it was that bad. I don't know if it's just something about my sound system, but like the, the I've never, never really had a problem with the uh, EQ of that game. <laughs> well, I don't think that's an EQ problem. It's like a 
it's like a they've messed up the like distance related volume or something on that sound effect like it's not it doesn't fade it far enough as it gets further away or something it just like mutes it possibly or, like makes yeah. it more bassy it's weird less noticeable like it it was mainly most noticeable on like the first couple of days after the patch when everyone was using it of course yeah Whoa. so yeah rocket league and also you know we need to play more of it because Kibbers is apparently enthusiastic. Let's get our rank, man. Yep. Got to get our boost. He's been playing it by himself. What? He's that enthused. Getting some practicing. Yep. He's almost getting pretty good now. <laughs> almost getting pretty good. That is high praise from Zach. <laughs> Do you ever give out compliments of player skill? That isn't always tinged with a slight amount of doubt. <laughs> well, it's because, like, we're all average. It's like, we're not amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, of course not. No. <laughs> but we are so funny. <laughs> yep. We score the dumb girls. <laughs> I definitely... So funny. Like, the couple of times when, I was, when it was just me and Kivers playing, we scored a couple of real dumb goals. Can't remember how many I saved. Probably a couple. Make that replay file at some point. <laughs> Trim those videos or something. Yeah, Zach's, Zach's Rocket League highlight reel. Yep, I keep wanting to do it, but the trouble is, I, I like my problems with video editing <laughs> aren't going away unless I put some effort in to maybe see if I can find a solution. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. It's a big problem not being able to actually edit videos. Because, you know, now that we've got those OBS settings fixed, I can make a shit ton of video. Just can't do anything mm. with it afterwards. <laughs> I'm sure they're like, is, like, is there a version of Sony Vegas or something that everyone uses that's like either free or cheap or something like that? It's got to be something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, don't, don't know. That's oh, everyone pirates in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also quite like. That's Rocket League. Played a lot of it. What else have you been playing, Zach? Um, I don't really remember that much. So this is, I've been continuing to play some things. I didn't really play that much more Mirror's Edge, I guess, after E3. Oh, yeah. I played some more. Cleared out, like, maybe two-thirds of the map of most of the stuff like the open world stuff as well the trouble with the open world stuff in that game is mm. that when you finish the campaign you get a special upgrade where it's like shows grid leaks on the map which is one of the types of collect collectibles okay so you can see where to find them so you can see them on the map but the trouble is that one specific type of collectible that you get this ability to see on the map is by far the easiest one to find. And also it's a giant glowing ball that makes a sound and floats in midair and is really obvious. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> like That's not the one that I need the map for. It would be like, I need the map for like all the circuit boards and stuff you have to rip out of security consoles because those are fucking impossible to find. <laughs> mm, yeah, that doesn't sound ideal. Like There was one area of the map that I... What, like one of the early areas of the map is quite small and I was like I can probably clear that out and like there's two goddamn circuit boards somewhere in this area that I just can't find and I've scoured it so fucking thoroughly <laughs> it's like where the hell are these things 
Because it's not like they can even be in like particularly unusual positions because they're like these wall-mounted security boxes. So they're like they always have to be on the wall. They always have to be next to a flat bit of ground that you can stand on while you're doing the animation, I guess. <laughs> so it's like there's not really that many places they can possibly be. No. But goddammit, I can't find them. <laughs> so after I spent like two hours just scouring that tiny area yeah. for like forever, I was just like, okay, all these fun, other areas, like, I'm moving just around, say, fuck it. moving around that world, not at high speed or whatever. Well, but I just mean, like looking in every nook and cranny can't be so much fun. There's some amount of fun to be had of like trying to get to places, although it can be kind of frustrating, <laughs> frustrating as well. As frustrating. Because, like, this, they've, like, badly designed the level again in that, like, there's places where there's just straight-up invisible walls where it's, like, you can almost make it, but then there's an invisible wall. It's like, I can probably, yeah. if I do this awesome jump, like, wall run and then turn and then jump and then backwards wall run off this other wall, I can probably jump over that, except I can't because there's an invisible wall there. And you don't find that out until you've tried it several times and realise that you're not just clipping the top of the fence. There is actually an invisible wall. Mm. Yeah, that's, that is bad. I mean, would it have hurt them to make a bigger wall? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like they didn't, they didn't quite think far enough ahead of, like the exact i mean i guess it's like practically impossible to test to be like try every single possible way you could approach this one specific wall with all the different movement mm. options you have and all the other various things in the vicinity that you could potentially jump off or onto oh sure yeah but but they but then they thought to make the invisible wall there is the well, other, is the flip side to that they thought to make that, that yeah but when you're making an invisible in the... wall you're not making the invisible wall because you don't the invisible wall is there to stop you going into bits of the level that aren't rendered or functional or whatever. But the physical, like the vis visible wall that you're putting there, you don't necessarily think about that much. Or at least, yeah. you know, you don't think, you just make they, they it quite they, tall. You don't necessarily yeah, just, think that's a testing problem. I mean, something that looks natural in the world, I guess, as opposed to. Uh... Yeah, uh, as opposed to something that could be like they thought would actually be broken. I mean, technically, I wouldn't have minded if they'd done like a runner vision thing where it shows invisible walls in like the runner vision because that mm. would still make sense from the game world perspective, I guess. Because the runner vision is like your heads up display; it's projected into your eyes. <laughs> so you could have like a like no entry sign or whatever just appear floating in midair, and it'd be totally fine. It wouldn't make sense that you could collide with it, but it would at least stop you from thinking you could get over there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But they don't want to do that. That, that, that might just be... fuck up the freedom. Okay, <laughs> I guess that's freedom. High... And also, you could argue that perhaps that's just highlighting bits where they failed. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah, I did, did quite like that. Quite a lot more. There's not that much more to do, I guess. Depends on whether I want to. The thing is, you get like unlocks for collecting the collectibles at certain points, which are just like a percentage of the total. So you don't have to 100% everything. You just have to like 80 or 90% some things is some of these collectibles. But then the trouble is, the, I think the one that I'm, I'd have the most problem with if I wanted to try and get more of the stuff would be like the secret bags and the recordings. Because the recordings are like 
those almost can be anywhere because it's just like any flat surface. It's just like, oh, there's a recording sitting there <laughs> on top of this building for no apparent reason. Those are real difficult to find. And then the secret bags, it's like, they're annoying because if you're nearby a secret bag, it has like a sound, like it makes a noise. So you can sometimes find them that way, where it's like you hear the beeping and you're like, oh, there's a secret bag somewhere around here. And like in the first game, there's supposed to be like the runner mark on the wall that tells you where the, when there's a oh, secret yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's a couple, again, this is another one of those things where I like, I scoured this entire area for ages and I couldn't even find the runner mark for one of the secret bags that I know is in this area because I don't have it. And I'm like, isn't the whole point of the runner mark meant to give you a hint to where this bag is? Hmm. <laughs> and I can't even find the mark. Not very helpful. So yeah, yeah, I've forgotten about those that, that marking thing. That's kind of a neat little. There's a neat way of showing it, like a little sort of like world well, building thing. Yeah, you know, well it as worked a... a lot better in a game where it was basically a linear path, and you were very yeah. likely to run across the mark in the, on the way to where you were going. Or there were moments where there were points of no return in the design of the level, you know. So it's like if you saw the mark, it's like, oh no, no, right, okay, I should probably not go much further. Well, yeah, because you knew it was like it's around here somewhere, but not in the forward di- forward dimension, I guess, not in the forward progression <laughs> of this level. So, yeah, the forward dimension. It's kind of okay. I'm coming into the like. I didn't. I guess I didn't really play that much of the last sections of the city it was weird because like the way the story sends you through stuff i mean like i said before it doesn't make you do any side stuff essentially it's like you can just mainline the story so i didn't really do much of the stuff in the last sections of the level where like the style changes and it goes upper class or whatever it's all like fancy apartments on top of buildings that you're running across instead of just like rooftops ventilation or whatever penthouses yeah penthouses so i didn't really see that much of that part of the city but i'm not sure how much of it there is and it's also another one of those really awkward like bottlenecks to get in and out of where there's like there's this one bit where you have to go through this museum and it's this really awkward series of walkways that you have to get across and that's the only way you can possibly get in or out of this section of level (laughs) kind of sucks Sometimes, like when the area is like that, it's always like the last area in games where that stuff seems to suck the most, right? Like you know, where the sort of the actual world uh, yeah. that you're traversing gets get feels bad because it's, I guess, it's trying to gate you by the powers that you had available to you. So it's well, like, oh, you need to have these awkward mechanics to get around. Sort of. In this case, it's just I think the the one that I mostly uh, mostly find annoying is just like. It's not an interesting bit of level at all. It's actually like just like quite a wide open room that's just got nothing in it. <laughs> mm. And all you have to do is like go up the stairs and then climb across these three catwalks high up. And it's like that's not an interesting visual bit of level. And it's like, there's like nothing in this. It's just like, why is this big open room even here? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not very nice. It's a company lobby. Yeah, probably. I am quite, I, if there's one thing that I still want to do in Mirror's Edge, maybe, is like I will kind of want to see it on Rob's new machine to see what it looks like when everything's done oh, okay. at the maximum. Well, I guess if we yeah try that and actually do, because you wanted to do thought about doing a video, didn't well, you? Well, sure. I mean, well. that would just be convenient now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> now yeah. we can do it with enhanced graphics, potentially, or maybe, maybe not. They would have to turn well, it down in order to be able to record. Yeah, we still have to benchmark the new system. Yeah, how well it could handle both 
um, yeah, playing the game and recording simultaneously. Yeah, we'll have to see. Still got to do all that, but you know, I've got a six-core processor, so that stuff should be like easier for it. Mm. Uh, I don't know, well, but then again, we, but then again, our new settings offload stuff to GPU rendering, don't they? Like we offload um, yeah, using OBS anyway. Do, yeah. We use the N, use the NVIDIA encoder to do things. But you should. Oh, that's the other thing that currently doesn't. That's the other thing that currently doesn't work. The, the 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 driver version I've had to drop back to breaks NVIDIA encoding, so we can't use that right now. <laughs> no, no videos. No videos. Yeah. And I would also, I would also though, like this is a really dumb thing to be even slightly interested in, but like I'd be kind of interested to see what the fuck Origin will do if I try and log in with my account on Rob's machine. Yeah, I suppose we've never tried it, have we? Yeah. Because it's like with Steam, you can just log in with whoever's account and it sort of deals with it. Sometimes it deals with it slightly weirdly, where it's like things that you don't own appear in your list because it's installed on the other person's account. <laughs> yep, that happens. But like, like, what will Origin even do? Are my saves even in the cloud? I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't know whether it cloud saves. At least I can bring the disk I so guess... you won't have to download like 25 gigs. <laughs> I guess Origin might do that, right? Because it always, it sometimes does like pop up one of those little sync windows. Does it before you launch? Sometimes, yeah. On some games, I guess I could look at the Mirror's Edge box and see whether it says cloud syncing or something on it. Except the box is in my bag, so I can't be bothered to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mirror's Edge, uh, and then other things. I, I played some Prison Architect, which hasn't really changed. Still prison architect. Oh yeah, I saw you went back to that. There had been some patches since the last time I played, but they were mostly stuff that I didn't turn on. I guess like advanced options, uh, like hard mode, sort of. And I didn't feel like dealing with it, so I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to play from the start again." And then maybe if I continue to play this long enough, then maybe I'll start turning some of these options on. All fancy stuff like weather and gangs and stuff like that. Mm. You told me that is this that feature where you build a, a prison specifically to sell it off to get more of a budget for the next prison? Well, that's that always new... been there. Oh, that's always been there. Okay, it's always been there, and it's not really that much of a feature. It's just it's just like a weird, like it functionally is like barely a mechanic at all because it's just like you, when you go into your finance window and you click the sell button, it immediately pops up the new game window. Then you set all the settings for your new prison and then you just start with however much money it said your previous prison was worth. <laughs> mm. Which, you know, arguably it's not even that important. After, like, you only have to do that once and then you're pretty much good from then on because like, because of the way the grant system worked in Prison Architect anyway, you... You basically always have enough money to do exactly what you need to do to complete the grants to progress the, through the progression of a prison. Like the grants give you enough money to do the things that they want you to do, so it's like automatic. <laughs> it was quite hard to fail in the money aspect, unless you were un unnecessarily extravagant early on. So I hear there's another um, uh, another theme park game on the. On the radar, like you <laughs> yes, know, the roller coaster tycoon <laughs> and planet coaster. This one's called Parkitect. Yeah, Parkitect. It's been in Alpha for a little while. I've seen it around. It's more like 
trying to be like Roller Coast Tycoon, old school, like pic, you know, isometric pixel graphics type. Mm. Oh right, okay. And it looks all right, but you know, it's still alpha really, so there's not really much content or anything to it yet. Like build a couple. Oh yeah, of I've, just pulled, I've just pulled it up yeah. now. Yeah, this is this looks a lot like old Roller Coaster Tycoon, like yeah. in its graphic style. Yeah, seems like it will probably be okay if they put enough content in as with all of these games at the moment yeah. like planet coaster and the rest of them it's just like you've got a basic thing down but now just you need a lot of content levels and things to put in those levels so is it 3d no no or, it's like old school isometric isometric style. yeah okay although i quite like the name of the developer texel raptor nice And then the other thing that I've been playing yet more of is Factorio. And also the Factorio patch that I kept saying about finally came out. <laughs> but the trouble, that I'd for- the trouble that I'd forgotten about with the Factorio patch is the previous version I've been playing was like 0.12.35 in their version numbering. And the difference between 0.35 and 0.1 is a lot of bug fixing <laughs> so this new patch is quite buggy at the moment <laughs> and i'd kind of forgotten about that it's like once you get to once we once you're playing this 1235 version it's like this is a nice clean virtually no bugs everything that's in there is fixed up kind of alpha version but then once you go back to a fresh new version which ha- introduces a lot, a lot of new stuff bugs all over the place <laughs> So it was quite awkward to try and play that in the first couple of and all, well, the main reason I tried to play this new patch immediately was because the traditional reason, which is they want now that it's on Steam, there's Steam achievements, <laughs> and I like the idea of having Steam achievements in fa- well, any achievements, not necessarily Steam ones, just achievements in Factorio. Having having some goals, you mean? Yeah, having like a record of doing cool things where it's like complete mm. the game in eight hours or whatever, speedruns and production targets the trouble is that like i think they should make another sort of set of achievements that are like repeatable that are like only related to the game save like you should always have these achievements for every save instead of it only happening once and then once you unlock them in steam you're done oh i see what you mean Mm. yeah because that'd be nice but yeah there was some, and so I went in to be like, oh, maybe I can get some of these achievements, and then realized, oh, this is quite buggy at the moment, so maybe I should wait like a couple more weeks until there's at least a few more bug fix versions out, and then it will be better. Mainly, I realized it was buggy from one of the achievements, where it's like, there's an achievement for getting killed by a train, because that's just a thing that happens <laughs> right. quite often in Factoria when you're not paying attention. It's just like, oh, a train ran me over because the trains are moving so quickly. <laughs> And I just haven't been walking across the railway at that time. Oh, I didn't realize you had a presence in that game. Yeah. It was just like a top down, like you you put stuff where you want. No, you have to be, you actually have to be in range to place things with your physical character. It's important to how it plays, I guess. Makes it like you, you actually have to access stuff, not just be able to build it. So it's dying. Does it just game over if you get killed by a train? Yeah, it does at the moment. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that's going to change. But like, so there's an achievement for it for getting hit by a train for dying, and 
in, in the first version, that achievement just automatically unlocked as soon as you started the game because there was, it was bugged where it like it didn't. It I think it was like a set, they'd set the amount of damage wrong, like they'd set the the minimum amount of damage to zero, so it was just automatically triggered because it's like, oh, you've took zero damage from this train that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, that's slightly programmed that wrong. But then they fixed that. But that then the bug became like, I went back in to try and get that achievement, and I discovered the second bug where if you get hit by a train and have any window, like any window open, it crashes the game. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, that's still bugged. <laughs> so bugged I, in a different way. Yeah, and there were several attempts at bug fixing, like the research button in the research window, where it's like the research button in the research window is, is like in the first attempt it was fine. In the second attempt, they were like, "Oh, we fixed it for certain resolutions," except that like unfixed it for most other resolutions. Where like now the research button is mostly off the screen instead of sometimes off the screen. <laughs> and then the third version apparently that got fixed back to and now it works properly. Maybe I haven't actually checked that yet. <laughs> So yeah, lots of bug fixes. They've actually managed to make five bug fix releases this week. So pretty much one a day for the whole week. <laughs> so hopefully, like one more week and most of the major ones will be taken care of. Oh yeah, the other reason that I didn't actually want to play that version was one of the bugs that hasn't been fixed yet is the terrain, the terrain generation is all fucked up. It just like makes a big mess, essentially. And, you know... Mm. I don't want to play on a big mess. I want nice landscapes. Not that mm. the landscape really has any effect in Factorio, but it just looks nice. <laughs> sure. And to some extent, it does have some effects. Like, there's a bug where it just creates too many lakes. Or not lakes, like ponds, I guess. Small amounts of water. It just creates too much of that all over the place, and that just gets in the way. Mm. Challenge map. <laughs> Yes, to some extent. So yeah, hopefully I'll be able to go back to playing Factorio, the new version, in a couple of weeks. Or so not that I was done with my modded previous game yet. Still, I had a look at that save file, like on the actual save window, and it seems that like I've been playing that one map in that modded Factorio for eighty hours. Jeez, and it's still like still got stuff to do. I've just started trying to harvest the aliens directly for the alien artifacts that you get out of them. Which takes a bit of like dodginess and like exploit exploiting the spawn mechanics and stuff. I sort of can't believe how much time you're putting into this game. It's just like I, like you're obviously into it, but like a bit of me is just like, wow, really that long? It's insane. It's well it's like the safe farm might be eighty hours, but you know, it's this classic thing of like thinking takes a long time. Sure. It's like in like when you're playing Infinite Factory. It's like actually building a solution probably doesn't take that long, but actually thinking of, through each step is the thing that takes the major amount of time. Mm. And it's the same thing for Factorio. It's like once you progress past the point of just building like as you need it, once you're into the stage of like thinking about efficient ways to lay out this factory in advance of actually doing it. Then you're having to think like two or three steps ahead of like this will be here at some point in the future, so I shouldn't build stuff there. I should build it over here instead, so it's not blocking it when I build this other thing. Mm. And that takes even more time to think about. We really do need to find a practical outlet for your <laughs> for your talents. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, that was Factorio. Quite a bit of that still, and I expect I'll 
once the new version is patched sufficiently, I'll probably get back into that in the multiplayer again if if the other person who wants to play it wants to play it. Because <laughs> we haven't been playing any more Kriya. Although I think that's I think that's not necessarily out of like not wanting to. It's more just because it's been real hot where they are, so they haven't wanted to play anything. Oh, I see. <laughs> just like lie down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to sleep for a, for a season. <laughs> Summer, too hot. Not, not a happy salad season because that would be a whole year. But... Hasn't been hot in England so far, really, has it? Well, I don't know. It's mm. pretty, pretty. It's pretty nut horrid today for me. I've, There's been a couple of days. Just, it, like the whole last week, it was just drizzly and grey, and then the week before that, it was thunderstorms, but far away thunderstorms. So they weren't actually <laughs> interfering. Not really warm. I don't mind that at all. No, it's comfortable. Today yeah. hasn't been so comfortable. Slightly warm in here. Slightly. It's probably just that. the trains I was on and the tube I was on. Yeah, well, exaggerating. The tube is always warm. <laughs> yeah. like, no matter what time of year, fucking warm. I really wasn't. I really wasn't feeling good on the tube and the train today. It's just sort of like that. That horrible. Just, just muggy enough to be just, just horrible. Yeah, it's not very nice on the tube. Well, it's better on the the line that wasn't working for you because that one's air conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, damn you, London Transport. You're good all the time, except Sundays. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that's probably most of the things I've played. I don't really remember anything else. Cool. My turn? Yep, I guess. <laughs> how, how metal is your gear? It's pretty metal. Uh, what's going on with that? Um, oh, yeah, I did the, um, you know, the quiet fight again. Obviously, because you have to do it again in hard mode. Yeah, the hard mode. Right. That was pretty hard. Well, I just cheesed it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that does work. I mean, it's a bit more difficult to do. I, I thought she became aware of it this time because I tried that tactic, yeah. uh, having failed to do it properly a few times. And it's like, oh, yeah. screw it. Let's try and cheese this. And I just kept dropping stuff and she'd just get out of the way. And it's like, oh, well, okay, does. this doesn't work now anymore. She gets out of the way at the last moment. So stand up and make her shoot at you and then she can't oh. <laughs> and then she doesn't get out of the way okay. yeah exactly so that works <laughs> okay. Okay. i didn't yeah. think of that <laughs> but i mean i don't i quite i don't mind i um redoing these missions i quite like the twists on them that one's a bad example but uh, i mean that one's fine but uh but what i don't understand is why didn't they i mean it would have taken a bit of work but why didn't they like do you think they could have skipped out the cutscenes? Because they make no sense. Like, like watching those, you know, cutscenes. Oh, what you mean the ones that play sort of randomly? Well, that one... currently the new story, but like out. Or do you mean the cutscenes of the old no, missions? I mean the old again, story or... playing again. Like oh, it doesn't right, make yeah. any sense to have to do the choice with Quiet again after you, you know, you've known her for ages. Like. I mean, couldn't they have rejigged the mission slightly so that it it just ended, or, or or I don't know, or something? You know, do you know what I mean? Like, and 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 some of them, like even after you complete the mission, you get a little um, you know update from Mil- um, Master Miller, um, and it's the same one you got the first time around, and you really don't need to see that at all, like because you've had that story. 
Like it's mm. quite dumb that. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's annoying. I mean, I don't mind having uh, redoing the missions, like I say, but but the fact that you have to rewatch the story that doesn't make any sense because you've still got good story going on. Yeah, they're sort of skippable, aren't they? But then, like a lot of the, sort of. the ones, the ones that are sort of cut, you still have to wait for it to fast forward, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, in it's just, the background, it's just a little bit weird. I feel like they could have pulled the gameplay out, and you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. Anyway. That's fine. And uh, what else is going on? Oh, yeah. Um, so the level three stun arm is ridiculously OP. It's insane. Like, you know, there's those um, uh, side ops which are like uh, eliminate the heavy infantry or whatever. Mm. Do you ever play any of those ones? And they're yeah, quite yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just little short things, but they're, they're, but because they're wearing the full riot gear, you can't... Um, you can't, um, you know, you, uh, you can't snipe them in the head or whatever sure. um, with a with a, a tranquilizer. Um, so they're a bit more ha- harder to deal with. You really have to get out behind them. But the stun arm Mark III, once you charge it all the way up, it has it's basically a, an area of effect lightning strike that stuns everyone within like t- quite a quite quite a long distance like 15 <laughs> meters or something it, in, oh, it instantly never, stuns everyone it's insane I never got, I never got that either that one but the combination of that and honestly D-Dog's um, go and stun that guy ability which seems to work yeah. on people that works on people um, it, it's it, you know there's no ammo for it and it works uh, on people with full armor um, it, it's pretty powerful the, the only thing with that is you kind of need there to be just one guy on his own because if you know if one spots him they'll they'll shoot him and kill him which is not yeah. good um but uh yeah but even if they shoot and kill which has only happened once but even if they start shooting at your dog they have no idea that you you're there so there's no kind of alert no. um it doesn't raise their alert into looking for you status because they're like well it's a dog <laughs> <laughs> So dog yeah. carrying a stun baton and wearing yeah. combat armor. <laughs> wearing combat armor, yeah, exactly, with an eye patch. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that's pretty dumb. But I mean, I am I'm enjoying having the sniper rifle now with the tranquilizer because I could never use a sniper rifle before because I didn't have non-lethal. I've now realised that I probably could have used quiet, uh, and I never used her at all. And it would have been quite nice for the story to have used her because I think. I've now realized that you can take her on a mission and you you are in control of whether or not she actually kills anyone. So I'm pretty sure she won't just randomly kill people unless you're spotted. No, yeah, that's totally uh, how she works. So what that means is I could have raised her loyalty, I think. Although I think her loyalty gets raised more by killing people than just coming along with you. But she can do scouting and stuff. But I could have, I think, raised her loyalty to a point where I could have equipped her with a non-lethal um, rifle without her ever killing anyone. I'm not sure. Anyway, but I wouldn't have had D-Dog, and I like D-Dog. <laughs> mm. So I mostly just use D-Dog for everything, especially now I've got the fast run. Like, I don't really need the horse that much. I mean, it takes a bit longer than the horse, but, I mean, it, even the horse takes a while to get around on. So, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and and also I I I've, I've discovered that the side ops I was avoiding the side ops that were like eliminate the armored column uh, uh, armored unit or uh, eliminate okay, the tank yeah, unit yeah. because I assumed they would involve 
running around blowing up tanks just like in um you know back up back down or whatever that mission in afghanistan where yeah, they have yeah. to blow up but it's not of course it's like one tank surrounded by dudes and it's just a case of yes eliminate yeah. the dudes and then full make sure the you don't get spotted by the tank yeah yeah pretty much so that they're actually fun but the only annoying thing about that is i've discovered that if you trank um guards standing next to a tank um for some reason the tank could just beep its horn and they'll and just get back up, up. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is really annoying. Like, yep, and that that happens real quick as well. Yeah. So, so, it, but then again, now I could just, you know, if I deal with all the snipers and stuff, then I can sneak up and use this ridiculous stun arm thing to stun everyone and immediately fall to the tank, which is ridiculously OP. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. Again, I didn't get that um, that stun arm. I don't think I, th- I, I got the rocket arm. And I think right, I used yeah. it once and thought, this is really dumb, and then didn't use it again. <laughs> like, yeah, I think the rocket arm is actually, you know, further down the tech tree, um, maybe. But the stun arm, like, you need to hold it down for ages to get it to a point where it does that. So you need to charge it for ages. But that doesn't really matter if you're sneaking. Just wait. Uh, I don't think it alerts enemies the sound of it charging up or anything. Um yeah, there's a little bar in the bottom right that you can see when it's fully charged up because it's quite hard to tell if you don't know that it's there. But yeah, that's ridiculous. It's like that you basically turns you into Am Thor, I... the god of thunder. <laughs> yeah, I might not have figured out how that thing works. Um, I wonder. Yeah, maybe I had it and like just equipped it and was just like, well, this seems like no different. I'm it wasn't totally dudes. obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Uh. That's mostly it. I'm uh, s- still upgrading Mother Base, but I'm getting to like level four on most of the platforms now. So um, I think I've maxed out all my R and D guys. So for the time being, um, yeah, it sounds like you're starting to get ahead of where I was technologically now, or at least in terms of upgrades. Possibly, like yeah. I did play quite a lot of side missions, so uh, or side ops. So I've probably, yeah, I don't know how many of those you did, but I quite enjoy those. Uh, some of them I, did a few, I, did, I did a few of them. I think I started giving up towards the, the latter yeah. half of the game. And yeah. Sort of just like, no, I'm just going to mainline the rest of this now. Yeah, fair dues. Yeah. But I'm getting towards the end there. I, I'm upgrading my... I've never used it yet. I'm upgrading my D-Walker in anticipation of having to do the stupid yeah. skulls fight again with the Gatling Get gun you Gatling recommended. Gun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting that ready to go. And I'm trying to research maximum armor or whatever for that stupid mission. <laughs> Yeah, and for yeah, get, get the super fat combat gear. Yeah, 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 the super fat <laughs> style. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, fat gear. Yeah, that's me. Oh, and uh, yeah, I just bought a bunch of games in the Steam sale, so look forward to I don't know the Witness and XCOM two and shit like that at some point. But I'm still yeah. playing Metal Gear, so no, that's not going away. <laughs> yeah, I might have to pick up a couple of things for the for the new machine. Methinks. I'm still, I'm still tempted to, well, like whether or not I go in on, because uh, I'm still keeping my eye on grip and formula fusion, of course. Yep. Like my future racing eyes are open, and it's like whether or not, oh, gotta admit, grip looks pretty good. <laughs> it's like I know they keep up, they 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 keep changing the physics at the moment and trying to make the game a bit more dynamic and just you know tidying things up. Um, but it's like it's it's time. To, it looks a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. Like just a straight racing, anyway. So it's like I'm sort of wondering if I should go in on the early access, and uh, it's not on sale or anything. Mm. 
they haven't sailed put put their early access on sale but uh, I, I sort of expect the price to go up a bit when it comes out same thing will apparently happen with formula fusion which is supposedly out next month but the entire community is like no that's not happening <laughs> how do they know do. Right. If it, they think there's too much to do okay okay to get done yeah before the launch yeah okay fair enough Hmm. So I don't know. I, I guess I'll, I can still hold off on those, but there may be some GTA Five action from me. Maybe something to ramp the texture detail up to max. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that all the way up. I want to see what that looks like. I think mine is pretty high. Uh, uh, yeah, but still, yeah, you should definitely play that game. <laughs> I mean, the um, the heists are fun. I, There's no denying it. Yeah, I just sort of hope I like it because you know it sounds. It does sound more my thing than what GTA Four was. So it's uh, yeah, yeah, I think it will that's, be. That's my, that's my concern is that I'm, I'll just fall into that that trap again. But no, I reckon that you'll like it more than four. Definitely, it definitely plays a bit nicer, which is what you want, really. And you like, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll find out. I like Red Dead, you know. So yeah, you like, like Red yeah. Dead. That's what I was going to say, but I'm not sure they're that similar. But yeah, yeah. And uh, my new machine will be coming with a copy of Doom. So yeah. Uh, I'll be playing that. Get ready to be point. doomed. Get doomed. Doom. Right, I think we're coming to the end of this one, are we? Yeah, I think we we are actually three minutes early. Okay. <laughs> For once, on our not on our old time schedule. Not Just bad. not not a lot of news, not a lot of house grouse to get through. No, I'm sure we'll have some next time. <laughs> the house grouse. The house grouse. <laughs> Get a new kettle, Zach, and then and then we'll we'll have something to chill and talk about there. Well, no, no, get, get actually get another bad kettle so there's more to talk. About. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the worst possible kettle. Just go well, next time. Through. There'll be a the, the hot tub will be functional. Oh, blind. oh yeah, okay. <laughs> not that I'm interested in getting in that. You're not going to get in it. Probably not. That is, but you'll be at one with nature and bubbles <laughs> and. Late nature and entirely not nature. <laughs> yeah, no. Are you under a tree? Not quite under a tree. You'll be outside. You'll be next to a fish pond. <laughs> yeah. There will be there will be fish. Don't put the fish in the hot tub. No, probably not. Or do okay. put the fish in the hot tub for a handy snack. <laughs> I don't think you could eat live fish out of a hot tub. <laughs> I think it's a good plan. Oh, okay, thanks for joining us, listeners. Uh, there's going to be a serial cyberpunk video coming up. The best video ever, I'm sure. I can't wait to watch it. Um, nope. A game that no one has ever played apart from us, as far as we can tell. <laughs> um, so watch out for that, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks uh, with all those games we just talked about. And Hot Tub House Grouse. <laughs> Is that the new movie? Screw Hot, hot Tub Time Machine. It's now it's, it's a Hot Tub House Grouse. Hot Tub House Grouse. It's the English version. So <laughs> catch us for that. And uh, see you there. Goodbye. Bye. bye. So, what? Say bye. No. Be polite. Never. <laughs> no.